Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hotline League Live here at Rift Rivals. We're just about a block away. Mark is finishing his tweet about the show going live. If you didn't know, it's gonna it's on. Yes. Well, the show is live. Uh, thank you so much to Alienware and Intel for making uh, this whole thing happen, and thank you to our crowd of our audience that have shown up. There we go. I got the uh, cheer sign working. That was an issue. That was good. Yes, I know. Fantastic. Well, either way, thank you everyone for for coming out, and again, thank you to Alienware and Intel for. Uh, helping to put on the show. Uh, it's really fun to do these things, uh, as Mark uh, always tells me when he's I'm not I'm having tweeting. a blast. Yes, yes. You can tell right now. Uh, that I'm just adding a bunch of people who are at the party but not confirmed to necessarily come on the show, so uh, they feel some social media pressure to yes, come on. Yes, exactly. If you're watching from home and you see Mark's tweet uh, right now, then you know to go tweet at the people that are tagged in it and tell them to come on. Mark, how's Rift Rivals been for you? Uh, today was better. I was at Disneyland yesterday, luckily, so I didn't actually watch that many of the uh, slams that happened. Yeah. And I, I tweeted about how sad I was. But then we went 3-1 today, so I'm okay. Yeah, that's not bad. I'm not – I'm enjoying the drinks, not depending on the drinks, I guess you would say. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked it when Perks gave me the, the headline, like, oh, I don't think the EU teams are going to drop a single game. And then yesterday I was like, oh, I don't enjoy that headline. <laughs> and then, he, then they yeah. played Zedbot with Yumi. Okay, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. not going to drop a game. Yeah. Well, he did say he wasn't going to play. He also said he wasn't going to play an ADC the entire tournament. I mean, they c I would believe that they could win the whole tournament doing that. I don't believe that they're not going to drop a game if they had in to play Zed Yumi. Yeah. Well, uh, either way, it's uh, it is feeling better today, uh, yes. for sure. And uh, I don't know actually how, how else have you been, Mark? We always just jibber-jabber at the start of the show. Why not? I, I love doing that in front of like 150 people. Yeah. Uh, it's been good. I put some temporary. This is not permanent dye. Uh, it washes out. Um, but I filmed a bit with it, so you'll see that tomorrow yes. in the countdown. So make sure to watch that. I make fun of, spoilers, the LEC logo. Oh, nice. Well, fantastic. Just cheer cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers for making fun of the LEC logo. That's fantastic. Uh, well, either way, uh, it's been it's been really exciting. I, I always like Rift Rivals a lot because I think what's very funny to me is the the players all come in and they're like, well, you know, we're not taking it too seriously or whatever. And then they end up on stage and they actually care. And they do the interviews and they trash talk and they actually care. I mean, they definitely want to win once they're in the game, but there's been, I would say, five of the six teams have done roster swaps or these kinds of things that are not really, like, super try-hard, where it's like, this is our best five, we're playing it. So I think... People are still using this as an opportunity to experiment. Outside yeah. Team Liquid, they're the one of the of the six. Well, you could yeah, you could tell that today Team Liquid's like, all right, we can't have another day like yesterday. We thank God. <laughs> we don't care if they're try hard. We announced that Marvel thing, and we now actually have to win something because that would be good. There's like a contract clause, like we're pulling the sponsorship if you don't win yeah, X yeah. amount of games. Yes, exactly. It's so, like get some get some wins in there. That's why uh, Peter was so happy today to play Sona. That's. <laughs> So Sona's his favorite champion to play. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've been flaming it on the, the analyst desk, and now that we're winning with it, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, however we get him. Like, let's just take it. Uh, let's just take it. Yeah. Well, either way, uh, I want to thank you for being next to me. Uh, nice yeah, no, I, love, I love hanging out with you, dude. Yes, exactly. Uh, if you haven't watched a live Hotline League before, uh, things get messy. Progressively uh, worse. The audience eggs us on, and we drink, and other people drink, and then... Uh, you know, everything goes smoothly for the most part, but it does get a little wild. Technically, sometimes. it's very smooth. I think that yes. the production is the best part of each of these shows. I when I'm friends the with people back there. The hosts are not. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
They're not paying attention right now. You can, I can hear They're them. They're actually working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unlike us, who are just uh, chum. Uh, either way, should we maybe have our first uh, co guest co-host on the show right now? Yeah, let's get our first superstar celebrity. Hailing from Canada. <laughs> yeah, oh, boy. Welcome up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You got one of those. Yeah. Pick a microphone. I think... I don't know. It doesn't matter. This yeah. one works too, right? Yeah, yeah. Is this working? I think uh, if I it's think not working, they'll fix it in a second. Mic four, but... Well, the, now they've switched... My, we're just... Well, back hey. there, the audio oh, guys oh, are oh. like, wait, it's oh, there working. you go. There we yeah, go. Yeah. Is this working? There we go. Yes. Welcome, Azale, to the show. Azale, have you been on a live Hotline League before? Uh, I don't think so, because usually we're doing uh, the dive at the same time yes. as Hotline, Hotline League Live. What about the Miami one? Because Kobe was at that one in Dash. Every, oh, I felt like a lot of people... I don't, I don't think so. It was... Yeah. Azale was the one person else. we didn't allow on, Yeah, I was invited. Yes. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was barred at the door. Yes. Well, uh, Azale, what have you thought of Rift Rivals so far? Um... <laughs> that that's uh, all you need to say, buddy. I, I, I mean, um, let's be honest. Uh, we've been getting slammed, right? Like that. It feels it feels pretty bad to watch uh, some of the games. I am certainly glad that there was a much better performance today. Uh, but I, I will always say I'm a, I'm a little conflicted when you know when we have an event like this when it feels like. You know, some of the teams are, you know, you said that you felt like a lot of teams were, were trying their best kind of thing, but I feel like there's, there's varying degrees, right? And then there's always kind of this idea where it's like, if some of the teams are trolling, then even if you win, it's like, oh, well, you just won because they're trolling. And if you lose, it's like, well, you lost to people who are trolling. And it feels like it's, it's almost like a lose-lose in, in some of the situations, you know? Like, if Fnatic is going to play Dan, it, it makes sense for them because it is, you know, international experience for him. But if you're playing against Fnatic with Dan, you get no credit if you win, and you get flamed if you lose. Yeah. You know, so so it kind of feels like a, a little bit bad from that that re angle. Yeah, I, I can understand that for sure. I do think that it, it's been really entertaining. And quite frankly, honestly, one of my favorite things about Rift Rivals has just been all the content around Rift Rivals. Because I think it's fun when you really get the North American and European rivalry just, like, going crazy, you know? I think it's better when it's uh, a little more in NA's favor, but maybe I'm biased. <laughs> The well, first yes. Rift Rivals was great. That yeah, was yeah, great. Yeah. 2017 that Rift, Rift Rivals was yeah. Rift too, Rivals. Too it's all been downhill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, tell me, Azale, do you think we're screwed tomorrow? Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, 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 the, the thing is, it, it's tough, right? Because if, if Sneaky's really sick, I've, I've heard a lot of, if not all of the Cloud9 members are actually really sick. Yeah. Um, so, you know, even some of the people who are playing are still quite sick, apparently. It, it's hard to expect Cloud9 to be winning if, if Blabber is your mid laner, Niski's your bot laner. This is not something that they practice, right? You're playing against uh, really, really good teams, so you're not expecting them to really win. Uh, TSM had a good game today against Fnatic, but it was with, without Broxa. Uh, they got absolute blast in the other two games. You know, T TL, I think, they, they had two games that, that felt like, you know, pretty, like, pretty real, pretty close. You know, the Fnatic one was a close loss. Uh, they beat Origin. The G2 one, I don't think G2 plays that comp if, if they're trying to win. If that's game five of the MSI Finals, you cannot convince me that that is what they draft, right? Yeah. And, and it, it, I think it, that is what makes it harder to, to, like, really believe. I think there's a way in which we win, certainly, right? Like, if TSM takes their game and TL wins their first, then... Teal can go back in and maybe win a second game, and then maybe you win. Yeah, it's 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 a lot about matchups because like if G two Q Qs into TL both times, like that's probably two losses if G two are s taking it seriously. Yeah, but if you know somehow you know you kind of game it enough that TL is able to play Fnatic slash Origin, and then they're able to pick up two wins, and then like you said, maybe there's a surprise upset from someone else. Like it can happen. But I still think Europe's like the heavy favorite because they should win a lot of those matchups. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that they're the favorites coming into the tournament, and the, you know, certainly the, the games have shown that they're the favorite going into the, the final day. Uh, I hope that you know North American teams can can kind of turn it around, but thus far it's been pretty LEC, you know, sided. Well, I think it's you know it's still good for Anelo to put up such a great fight versus the number one region in the world. You know, the fact that we're five to three in games right now is, is I still think, very impressive. I mean, maybe that puts us <laughs> all as the side the selection. Best. All yeah. the side selection 2v2s. We yeah. won the show match. We got to get our boy Kobe That's back true. in you there. Including the, the other element. The show match was, I think, really the highlight that was for peak. me. Yeah. That was the peak right there. <laughs> it's downhill after, for sure. But actually, speaking of the show match, and unfortunately he's not here, but uh, shout out to Kobe for finally breaking his show yeah. match curse. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I thought Kobe had a much worse record, but we were he, he did some more investigation into his show match record. It's actually not that bad. I so think. he told me he was 0-5, and then he won this. But yeah, then DeVicio told him he had won something before, and he just didn't know or something. He's, so. he's won two other things. So, so the show match curse is just a lie. He's like 3-5 and five in but show matches. One of those was like Doombots. So if you yeah. take out the Doombots one, he's still like 2-5, and five, which is like... Okay. Not great, yeah. but it's, it's not like, oh, I'm positive. cursed. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely about positive, but I am happy for it. Because especially after, and he's not here so I can make fun of him, he was really unhappy after he lost the Teamfight Tactics <laughs> show match the other day. He was not in a good mood. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm happy for him. Yeah, Kobe is never happy if he loses a show match. It's, yes. it's unbelievable how it like... Kobe it, won't even watch the show match if he loses the show match. He didn't watch it. Yeah. I, I asked him what he thought of your and I casting of it. Yeah, he doesn't watch <laughs> he it. Didn't watch well, it. He, he told me and a friend that he was not going to even go into the Reddit thread because he felt bad. And then the Reddit thread went up and he was in there commenting. <laughs> and I was like, okay, wait, what happened? He so. couldn't resist. <laughs> he yes. had to know. Look, so for me, I'm looking at uh, Rift Rivals right now and I'm like, Let's just find these highlights. You know, Kobe uh, breaking his show match curse. You know, that's nice. Whether or not it existed in the first place, that's that's nice. In North America, getting a win there. Mm -hmm. We did get some wins today. Sure, you discount them, but uh, who knows? Well, I, I mean, and you can't you can't completely discount it. I think overall, you know, TL should be pretty happy with their performance. The, the game, their first game, you know, against Fnatic was, I think, in their hands, and they kind of threw that. Uh, they beat G2. Whether or not G2, you want to say, was trolling, that's not in their control. They won that game. They won against Origin. So uh, I think you know TL should be pretty happy with that performance. All three of those games were winnable, and you know maybe maybe they're able to surprise us tomorrow and and take the whole tournament. That would be very exciting. Yeah. But my my biggest hope from this is that teams will finally start trying to play more aggressively. We'll start experimenting with these different styles because I think very clearly we've seen that the European teams are more flexible. They're more willing to not only use, use flex picks, but actually you know, moving not only their solo laners around, but their bot laners can go to these other things. And we're seeing the power, I think, of, of not only the draft with that, but also in, in counter picks. And, and you're able to actually like get these matchups that are very advantageous for you much more easily when the other team doesn't know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. So. Uh, I think that's something that if there's one takeaway from this, I really want to see our teams, you know, being more confident in trying these different styles and experimenting with new things. Because even even look at TSM's game today compared to the ones yesterday where they drafted much more early game, they played much more aggressive. I would way rather see you do that and fail than just go as your Ezreal and, and, and play it slow and bleed out the game. Yeah, yeah I, I think... I, I pretty much agree. I, I think the the second G2 game, when they had the Pike Jungle and the Olaf top, were games where I was like, I actually think people said that was a troll draft, but that was actually a really smart draft where you avoid the counter matchup of the Camille into the Pike and Olaf's really yeah. good into Camille, and then you don't have the Lux Zoe mid matchup because you put the Lucian mid. So, like, yeah, it's not standard, and maybe it's more experimental than they would if it was, like you said, game five of a finals or something, but that yeah. was still a very reasonable draft to look at from a 
we early took something with counters to bait you into picking a counter, and then we flexed away from it. Like, I want to see more of that in NA, where I, I feel like when someone early picks a pike in NA, it's like, well, it's going top. Yeah, and I mean, we it's it's not even just G2 that's done it, right? Like, look at Origin yep. versus uh, versus TSM. You know, their draft, you know, they played that very, very well. Their bot laner is playing mid against Bjergsen, but he has a good matchup because he's actually taking the Nico into the Akali, so early that's going to be in his advantage. He can farm that out evenly. They move Yasuo down to bot lane, and they're playing Pike Yasuo, and, you know, level 2 ganking this with a Sejuani against a Yumi, right? And we're seeing ways in which you can punish these these drafts, we saw it happen to Licorice as well, where Perks takes Yasuo top for a kind of matchup there. It's it's very easy to, to look at the draft and completion and say, oh, how did you how did you get losing lanes across the map? Well, the coaches don't know where things are going because the teams are more flexible, right? You know, G2 can play, have three different players playing the Yasuo in three different roles. So then you have to take so many more things into consideration as far as like, where is it going? Who's playing it? What matchups can we pick? What matchups can't you pick? And you have like 30 seconds figured out. Well, just to wrap this up before we, we start grabbing audience members, the only thing I would say is it definitely feels like LEC is in a really good place for Worlds. Like, I'm excited to see. I know they're just kind of experimenting and all that stuff here, but I feel like if they're able to pull out half of the things that they've been pulling out here at Worlds, it's going to be really entertaining to watch them play. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably too early to speak to it 100%, but I think Europe should be expecting semifinals appearances. Uh, and, you know, if things continue like this, some final, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, G2 has got to be one of the favorites, I feel like. And, and it's been on the up and up for Europe, right? Finals last year at Worlds, they won MSI. Certainly the region's on the rise. Yep. All right, so uh, without further ado, Mark, uh, do you want to explain, oh especially boy. for our audience in-house, how this works? I actually love doing live shows because you just wander around. There's out. no yeah. Discord link, unfortunately, today. Yeah. Uh, people who are in the Discord hoping I'm going to pull them, that's not happening. Uh, what's going to happen instead is I will go out into the crowd. People will put their hands up if they have the take that they want to come on the show and join us for. Uh, I'll go around and try and find one. I think for this show, we're kind of looking at talking about North America's place in the world, Europe's place in the world, uh, how you think tomorrow will play out, as well as uh, anything about the specific teams at Rift Rivals. So in a I, minute, oh, go ahead. you have something else you want to throw in for people oh, to yeah, talk about? I was going to say, because we have a Zale on, I would not mind having our one team fight tactics uh, topic well, it's Ailson, because I know he loves talking about uh, it. We'll see. No, 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 no. I mean, this man loves Team Fight Tactics. we got to get him something. We're, we're the first TFT casters. Yes, the exactly. Official, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah, I'll head into the crowd. Put your hand up if you have a topic, and I'll come, come find you and try and listen to you. And I'll probably pull a couple people before I decide who I actually want. Sure. Yes, exactly. Go for it. All right, here we be go. Be free, Mark. We'll get a shot of you going into the audience, I think, to try to find uh, someone. Off, off he goes. So, Zale, other than that, how you been? What's going on these days? Uh, been good. I've uh, been playing quite a bit of TFT, actually. Uh, enjoying that quite a lot. I resisted the urge to play auto chess, knowing I would get addicted to it. Yeah. And now that it came out in the league client, it's too hard for me to not play. Uh, so I've been playing that a fair bit. Got to cast a show match with Mark, which was uh, actually a lot of fun. So been enjoying that. Been playing league. Um, besides that, not, not too much. Do you have a favorite team fight tactics composition? Mm, favorite composition? Uh, as far as like what it, what is actually super fun, not actually what I think is really good. I just think that like Gunslinger Blademaster stuff is really fun. Uh, if you go for a Gunslinger and you can get like a Blade of the Rune King on a Triss that has items, you can you can get the Gunslinger and Blademaster procs, and, and that sort of thing is really fun. Uh, I like doing stuff with pirates and kind of just the goofy comps, but definitely don't think it's uh, the best way to win. But yeah. it is a lot of fun. You're you're pulling the LEC at Rift Rivals way of playing <laughs> teamfight tactics, I hear. I mean, if you lose, you were trolling, so it doesn't count. Yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. 
I just try hard mode with uh, knights and rangers. Okay. And I am pretty sure that knights and rangers is unbeatable right now. Uh, I force it, and the only time I've lost is to other knights and rangers. Okay. So. You we'll haven't see. lost to an Aurelian Soul? Uh, not, no, well, not since they got nerfed in the, on the PBE. Okay, we've got That's our a low first... MMR play. Not yeah, yeah I, could, I could tell when he didn't say Soul or Imperials. What? Listen, we've got our first guest on the show. How's it going? What's your name? Uh, my name is Michael, and it's pretty, going pretty well. Michael, are you from L.A.? Yeah, um, we, I actually live in Anaheim next to uh, Disneyland. So. Okay, nearby. Mark was there yesterday. It's horrible traffic. It wasn't that bad. Okay, well, either way. Uh, what's your take, or what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? So, uh, I just had the thought, because I was just watching all day. I just see the LEC just keep drafting for, like, fast tempo. They just want to get over, and they just want to get the game over within 20 minutes. Well, else, uh, the LCS is just drafting Sona, Tarek. They just want to get to, like, 40 minutes, and that's not how LEC is playing it. So is your take that we should, like, LCS should pick up some of these faster tempo uh, comps? Yeah, I like the Lucian and Yumi pick because that, you could just snowball off of that. But, like, the top lane, you got to pick, like, faster tempo champions. you got to stay away from Sona Terra because that's really good. But we're not going to get to 26 minutes every game. Yes, that's true. That's true. Well, okay, so what do you guys think of this? Is, is, are we failing? I mean, we're winning with it, so it can't be that bad, right? Uh, I don't think it's that bad. I, I'm I'm one of the people who like we had a segment on the countdown where we talked about like should everyone be creative like G two or is it okay to be standard? And I took the opinion and I still stand by this. I think it's okay to be a standard team. Like SKT at the time, I know they're floundering a little bit right now, but at the time they were one game away from beating G two and they got out macroed in the late game by G two twice in two and different they games. They hard threw at Baron. They hard threw at Baron and then they hard threw they hard threw twice. I forget why, but like G two had better macro, they were one three running them down and stuff like that. And so like it wasn't like they were so far away with these, you know, uh, the, their own style that didn't work. And I look at like current CLG in North America and like I don't think I want them to play a fast paced game. That's never really been PoE's style. Um, their bot lane can kind of do it, but they've found success with a more controlled game plan. And I wouldn't want them to s watch Rift Rivals and go like, yeah, let's play Pike or whatever the next like snowball is. <laughs> Pike, by the way. Yeah, I don't, I don't want that. Like, I think you should find what works best for you. And yes, the meta does favor teams that are faster paced right now, I think. But that doesn't mean that you're going to be a better team emulating that than finding what works for you. I also think that there's very few teams in the world that can actually do what G2 is doing, right? Yeah. And that is why they won MSI. I mean, they have so many talented individual players who not only can play their lane exceptionally well and play all these different champions, they can play in a lot of different lanes, right? Yeah. How many players are there in the world that can play bot lane like Perks and are also, what was he, a top three, top five, whatever, depending on what your argument was, mid laner in the world, right? Like, there's there aren't people like that that are just available everywhere, right? If, if you go through, uh, you know, the bot laners in NA, how many of those guys do you actually think can emulate the sort of style that Perks is doing? And I think that there's there's few to, to none, yeah. right? And, and that's just the honest truth with it. I do think, though, that there is a middle ground to be found. You don't necessarily have to try to be G2 and, and flex Pike to five positions and play, you know, UEZ and, and all this ridiculous stuff. Like, there is a middle ground where... You're not just playing, you know, like Maokai, Ezreal, Azir, Sejuani, and and going to 50 minutes, right? Like yeah. you you can 
play to your strength and play a standard bot lane if that's what your strength is and still go, you know, something along the lines of, of what TSM did today from their solo lanes, right? You could play Jason Relly and, and Lee Sin or whatever or play Elise and play, play up-tempo things with the players that are, are, I think, are strong at doing that. And you can find a middle ground because I do think that the way they're playing it, like the biggest advantage is, is just in draft and in, in how flexible they are and how hard that is to play against. Uh, through the draft, but as far as in game, I think there's there's plenty of ways you can play. And, and to Mark's point, you can totally play standard. Yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, first off, do you think that that's a fair assessment of LCS and LEC? Is it is it okay if we go that way? Oh yeah, definitely. Because Team Liquid is one of the best team fighting late game teams. Like they know where to position, they know where to fight, and that's really good. TSM's really good at running it down mid, and uh, C9, <laughs> well. Everyone's sick, so we can't really talk about yeah. that that much. I was going to say, there's no way you were going to say anything as you were wearing the... <laughs> Deck down C9 merch. Well, I mean, we suck! The signature. Yeah. Sneaky lol, by the way. But um, other than that, like, Blabber was gold today. Um, <laughs> Niski did okay, uh, but, like, they're all sick. I can't really trash on them that hard. But, like, they can stick with what they're good at, and that's going to get them far. I'm just talking internationally, they're going to have to adjust a tiny bit because Team Liquid, one of the best team fighting teams in the world, like they can just, if they pick the right fight, they can get it every single time. I don't see a counter to that. But like I saw today, they were just picking them off side by side. Like the Zed was just roaming everywhere and just picking people off. Yeah, they had counters to that with the Lee Sin, but like. Them catching people off guard with their speed is really what's catching the LEC by surprise. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think Sona Terek is still very strong. Um, yes, it is exploitable in the early game. Yeah. Uh, and I think you are basically sacking bot lane. And if they don't pick Zed Yumi, you're going to lose bot lane every single time. And that's really scary for a super high-paced teams. But that doesn't change the fact it's a fantastic mid-game comp. And that's what Team Liquid is at its core as a mid-game team. Um, and so I wouldn't say, like, stop picking it. I think situationally versus certain teams like maybe IG and G2, you don't do it. And Fnatic's also pretty fast-paced in the LEC right now. So maybe Fnatic, but, like, I would play versus Origin. I'm not scared enough of or Like, if I was a Team Liquid player, I, I wouldn't be scared enough of Origin's early game. I wouldn't be scared of, well, depending on who comes from the uh, LCK. Because yeah. uh, right now, Sandbox and Griffin are pretty fast-paced as well. But, like, depending on who you're playing against, I think it's totally fine to have Sonoteric in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I mean, the, the other thing I think that, that always makes it tough is that, you know, you, it's easy to say, okay, well, of course it wouldn't work against this comp or that comp, but you don't really know until you're punished. Like, if, if you're playing it and it's working every time, it's sometimes you're actually learning the wrong habits, right? And this is something that I think is true of, of, of any game at the highest level, is that, you know, I, I could play something, and if I'm enough better than you, then everything I play works, right? And, and at the end of the day, you, you start feeling like, okay, well, what's actually the, the right strategy and the wrong strategy? If you're, if you're not good enough to, to beat those strategies and show me the holes in what I'm doing, then, then how am I supposed to know, you know that I can't get away with this, right? And how many teams have we seen in, in NA when, you know, Sona Terra comes out, play Yumi, Gragas, and, and stuff, right? Like, it just doesn't happen. So, so like, you, you have to, I think, go through that learning process, and that is something why I would like to see teams experimenting with that, because otherwise, you know, we can't expect the teams to actually know the limits of, of these compositions when they've never played against them and they've never experienced them, right? So that, I think, is one of the things that, that does make it very, very difficult. You, you need to be shown that what you're, you're doing sucks before you know that it sucks, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yeah. That's yeah. fair. Hey, thanks so much for coming on the show. Anything you want to say as we say goodbye? Uh, 
C9's going to make it to finals if they're all healthy. Okay, there we go. Fantastic. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, let's give a round of applause. Yeah, thank you. We've got, we'll do one more with Azale, and then, uh, and then we'll head out. And then we'll grab some. Uh, yeah, we'll head out for another folks. Uh, I, I'm thinking Team Fight Tactics, if anyone wants to talk about it. Ah. Okay. Well, I tried, everybody. I tried. Uh, all right, we've talked about, uh, while we're waiting for, for Mark to find our next person, we've talked about how you're doing. We talked about how finals are, uh, or how we think th tomorrow's going to go. Uh, how do you think LCS is going to go? I mean, we're going to be at the, the midway mark when we get back next week. Uh, do, you, do you think we're going to see anybody break uh, into that top three, that, this split, that we don't, you know, outside of the normal uh, characters? Uh, I, I mean, I feel like we kind of already have, right? You know, I, I think that, you know, both CLG and Optic are performing a lot better than people were expecting. I think that I'm at least interested to see what comes for 100 Thieves in, in the next couple games because 100 Thieves have had a, a nice run of games. Uh, I don't think that it is, is so cut and dry. Now, maybe that changes as the season goes on and, and we see, you know, C9 and... and and TSM and Liquid really kind of like polishing up their play and feeling like they're unassailable. But that certainly hasn't been the case through four weeks. Uh, we've seen that these teams have, have been beatable and have lost to, to these other guys. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see, see kind of like how it is actually shaking out and, and if CLG and these, these other teams can actually be real contenders. Yeah, I was worried, especially at the start of the split, that LCS would not be as hyped this split as I wanted it to. And then I think it's, it's always kind of weird whenever everybody's in first place. You've got the majority of the league is in first place. You're like, <laughs> we're all winners this, here in North America. Is this America. good? Is this bad? I, I don't know. Uh, but I think especially some of these most recent games have been wild and fun and, and really enjoyable, especially this past week. Yeah, uh, I mean, they've been, they've been really hype. And I also think that it's going to be what teams can learn the most and implement the most from this, from Rift Rivals, you know, yes. in, into the regular season. Yeah. Well, we've got our next guest on the show. Uh, what's your name and where are you from? Uh, so my name is Brian. I'm from New York City. From New York City? Yep. Did you come out here for Rift Rivals? Uh, it, it was part of the decision. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, take it as you're, you're out here for Rift Rivals. He came here for this event. Yes, exactly. For, for Hotline League Live. Thank you. Uh, yeah, a very sad cheer goes up from the audience. There, there we go. Yeah. That's better. That's better. yeah. Uh, well, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, so in 2017, NA destroyed EU and Rift Rivals. And right now, we're getting destroyed. So uh, I guess my question is, do you think, like, Back in 2017, when EU got destroyed, they improved a lot for Worlds and they outpaced us there. Do you think the same will happen for us? So it's essentially, we're getting destroyed right now. Mm -hmm. Will this be a good thing for us in the long Loses run? Loses improve. Yes, exactly, exactly. Will, will we be able to use this loss to inspire ourselves for greater victories in, in Worlds in just a couple months? I want to ask a question in response to your question. Don't you think we should have done it in 2018 when we got slammed as well with 100 Thieves? We made it semifinals of Worlds. What we are you talking the about? We did do we it. Did. My bad. You're right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we win Worlds this time? <laughs> yeah. <the finals? laughs> Just keep losing Rift Rivals and we're going to win Worlds. I think that's the... Yeah. Well, it was weird. I don't know what lesson we learned in 2018. Do you, could you... Because 2017, I remember we played like more aggressively around mid lane than they did and our mid-jungle 2v2s, if I'm remembering the event correctly, kind of crapped on theirs. Caps wasn't like 100% developed yet. He lost a lot of them to C9 and TSM. Um, and P1 even, Mike Young had a great tournament. So like, I remember that was the takeaway, was like mid-jungle pressure. 
So, I don't know what our takeaway was in 2018. I'm not 100% sure what my takeaway uh, is right now. I mean, tw- 2018, I felt like there wasn't as much to take away because it was. It didn't feel like it was our, actually our strongest teams at, at the event. I felt like 100 Thieves was experimenting with their academy team. Uh, Echo Fox you know, wasn't as good as they were in spring when we were going into that event. So it didn't feel like we had our best three going in. This one does. Um, as, as far as you know, my, my takeaway of like TL at that event, it, from what I recall, it just felt like Wonder was kind of styling on everyone, and we got outclassed in solo lanes. Uh, as far as if that made us improve, I'm not really sure. I do think that there is more to take away from this event, because to me, the takeaway from this event is that we need to be playing a faster-paced game, that sitting back and waiting for your opponents to, to make mistakes is not a reliable strategy against these really top-level teams, that they will punish you for picking too much scaling across the map. You know, my hope is that you know, we see more games played like what TSM played today instead of what TSM played on day one, right? You know, I, my hope is certainly that teams are going to be experimenting with that, trying to play more aggressively, trying to play more up-tempo, and, and not just depending upon, you know, opponents' mistakes and, and kind of scaling and team fighting exclusively. So I, I do think that that can help us improve towards Worlds if enough teams are actually willing to make that shift and, and work on that. But it often means you get worse in the short term to get better in the long term, and we have to see if teams are, are willing to kind of take that hit, right? You know, like, are you confident enough that I'm for sure going to make Worlds guaranteed? So I don't care if I lose four games in a row practicing this strategy because I'm eventually going to get there and then I'll be better prepared for Worlds. And I don't know if teams are even willing to, to do that. Azale, I want to thank you so much. You're actually so good at your job. We had to replace this blue light. But we were able to just focus on you while you ranted for 60 seconds. You mean seconds he just so hogs the mic? Yes, exactly. But it's so he's so talented. He could just fill time while we um, uh, secretly stu- do st- big stuff. I think a, a big takeaway for me as well is like the aggressive mindset, not necessarily in draft or anything like that, but just like the game of I think it was Origin versus C9, where they had that bot lane play where Mithy TP'd back in and then like baited them into killing themselves. C9 wins that play. That's a C9 favorite play, actually, but they got outplayed. And I think they should learn to take that fight and not be scared, you know, because they talk about the 60-40s that people are taking and the 50-50s that a lot of the top teams like G2 and IG take. And I'm not saying every team has to play that way, but C9 should look at that game and be... And the, and the takeaway is we need to be better mechanically. We need to be better in our like micro decision-making and skirmishes more than, like, Maybe we shouldn't have taken that fight. Like, they teleport in 2v4 and their mid laners roaming down. Like, just outplay them. Just actually kill Mithy. Actually kill, uh, it was a jungler, I think it was in there, right? It was, yeah. Or I forget, I forget who was still alive after they killed the bot lane. I mean, Blabber missed the sweet spot on every queue. Yeah, when they dove play. the turret as well. They, they had another yep. play later on in the game mid lane where he goes and he flashes after his Q went so he doesn't get the sweet spot on the knockup yeah. when they would have killed Mithy once again under the turret. And I look at those plays and I don't say, Ah, your decision making was wrong. It was like play better, you know, yeah, like, you and that's that's not something that's easy to improve on. Of just hey, be better. But like, I like the mindset that they had there in those games, and I think that would be my takeaway: is like see those plays, don't look at those and say ah, maybe we shouldn't have gone for them. But like, go for those again. But but challenge yourself to be able to pull those off first. Ig G two, uh, if Sandbox or Griffin make it, like those level teams. Yeah, I uh, really quickly, I'll just say I'm. I am not worried of no, necessarily, or I don't know if there's like this big takeaway where people are like, oh, this is like the one thing. Obviously, it's a lot of different things. But I will say I was interviewing the ADC for Team Liquid today, and he was telling me, I can't say his name because, you know, otherwise. Um, is he here? He's not here. Oh, your great buddy couldn't show up. He said he had to get Chipotle. Anyway, oh, uh, okay. 
You know how it goes. I should have gone to Chipotle. <laughs> yeah. You want me to make a run after this? You're having a good time. Um, no, <laughs> no, but he did say uh, he felt like this should be a wake-up call for North America, right? Because the last international tournament, obviously, and listen, there's probably several Europeans that are in the Twitch chat right now that are awake and are like, he better sit. Yes, like, Team Liquid got smashed in the finals by G2, but it, it was sort of, you know, people were able to say, like, well, TL wasn't playing the way they normally play. But this, this event where, where EU was just, like, styling on us and trolling while they're doing it, uh, I think, you know, that's the type of thing where everybody's, everybody in North America should be watching these games and be like, crap, we have to really step it up from a strategic perspective if we're going to go to Worlds and compete against these teams. Well, I think also the lesson that each team learns can be different. Like, I don't want TL to, to, for their takeaway to be like, let's take 60-40s and skirmish like crazy. Like, that's C9. And I would like to see TSM be like, that's what we did in spring and we were great. We got away from it a little bit right now. We're playing zillion and, sh and stuff. Like, let's go back to that skirmishing style in spring. I don't want CLG to learn that, but Clutch is playing a really skirmish-heavy style right now. Um, and I think seeing that it can work and seeing that you can push the boundary as much as they, you know, Europe has and still be successful as long as, you know, it is well thought out. Like, that's what I want a lot of North American teams to take away, but not necessarily every single one. Uh, I guess going back to what Azale said, um, so I could see the top three, like TSM, C9, Team Liquid, learning from this, but I don't really see the middle pack teams or the teams currently at the top standings right now at NA doing this. I feel like right now they're thrilled to be at the top and they don't want to take any risks. Like, they're, they're probably just thinking, all right, we just need to keep doing what we're doing, make it worlds, and we make it that far. Well, I don't know what to do next, but it's kind of like we just need to make it there first. Well, hopefully we see the top three teams, the teams that are competing here at least, g bring these lessons in, start to experiment more, and try different things, and that'll force the other teams to respond. Are we touching feet? Is that what's happening now? That's, uh, You're not supposed that's to a little weird. It. Okay. I, well. I feel like as and like, I agree with you, because I, I think that if... If making playoffs is your goal as, a, as an org, if making it to Worlds is the dream as an org, then you're probably not going to take as many risks, right? It doesn't feel like it's worth it short term. But I will say, if the teams that you know, are, are at the top are starting to, to kind of make that swap and they're dominating the rest of the league, then people have to kind of sit up and take notice, right? If, if some of these lessons that have been learned are, are forcing you know, these, these lower tier teams or whatever to actually change their strategies, then that's when the, the whole league can maybe shift more. And I think there are some teams that are, are closer to that, like you said, Clutch, right? You know, if, if Clutch is like, well, this is a great way to play the game, we're gonna do these little changes and we're, they start skyrocketing up the standings, then other teams are kind of more forced, I think, to, to take, a, take a shot at it. Um, but, but I don't think that your entire league is, is going to change the way it is overnight. And, and let's also not be disingenuous. It's not like every single team in Europe is G2, yeah. right? There is, there is G2, and then there is, there is the other teams. And I think that as a league overall, they are more flexible, but there are differences between the teams as well. You know, Reckless is not, is not Perks. Reckless is an amazing marksman player. He has played Karma this year, but he is, he is not, you know, flexing Yasuo top and, and playing Syndra and Zoe bot. And like, so there's different ways to succeed still. Um, and it has to fit your style, like Mark's so, saying. So what I'm hearing is, when Doublelift and Quarter Day start picking uh, Yumi Zed, we're gonna see Deathly and Ole really take notice. They're gonna be like, yeah. we got, we got to get in on I that. I think yeah. actually, Golden Guardians is one of the teams that I would like to find their play style a little bit more because they tend to play relatively fast games, um, but they often do it with like control mages mid, and so like, yeah, they've tried Frog and Top with Aurelia. They've experimented, and I think. They're one of the teams that could hopefully, I think, learn the most from Rift Rivals in terms of like committing to the more frog-centric play style of a lot of uh, more control-y mage picks and things like that, or 
you know, I think he's good enough that he can play the Aurelia and things like that. So, like, finding uh, Golden Guardian style is one that I'm very interested in. Uh, Brian, right? Yep. I remembered. Brian, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything that you want to say uh, as we say goodbye to you? Sure. Um, so, tomorrow will be my second live, um, I guess, experience from watching games. And I ho my first time was in back in 2016 World. So, it was uh, Samsung Galaxy versus H2K and a quick 3-0. I'm hoping tomorrow equals at least four games. Okay, well, hopefully, hopefully for you, <laughs> yes. Me too. <laughs> yes, yes, I think we all do. Hey, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you, we appreciate yeah. it. Thank, Thank you. you. Applause. And uh, if, we can also, if we can also extend those applause to Azale as we say goodbye to him. Thank, Thank you so much, you, Azale. Sir. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Woo. Thanks for coming on. All right, so should we grab our next, our next candidate here? So we were just talking about Team Liquid, and we have the man himself right now from Team Liquid. Steve. Team Liquid Steve coming on. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Steve, what is that? Yeah, yeah. You need a microphone if you're going to say this stuff. Okay. Steve is taking over our... Okay, very good. I like that. Steve the Cell. We now have a Area 51M sitting in the middle of the courtesy Steve, what is this? I don't know what this is. Yes, exactly. Yes, you can buy one. Alienware.com. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Well, Does it hey, help with TFTQ times? Yes, I don't know about that, but it'll run it buttery smooth. Either way, uh, Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's uh, great to be here uh, again. Fantastic jersey. There's no 100K bets this time. No 100K bets. Yeah, and he's not here. Did you ever uh, get that 100K check written to you? Um... <laughs> <laughs> A weird, weirdly long response to say <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, exactly. Is, uh, yeah. I can't uh, talk about it. Okay. <laughs> under, Not under. supposed to be doing bets for League of Legends. Okay. Uh, it's, it's prohibited. You could do other. What about <laughs> is Team Fight Tactics League of Legends? I don't know. Either way. Yeah, we could do that. Maybe. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, first off, congratulations on the Marvel announcement. Oh, thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. Do you want to? I have a, an interview coming with Damien, uh, who I know is cre creative director over there and helped make that all happen. But uh, do you want to talk a little bit about it before we start grabbing uh, calls? Yeah, I mean, I won't steal uh, Damien's thunder, but uh, you take Marvel, which is such an iconic brand. Like, you think about what's relevant right now in theaters and art, and it's Marvel's there, right? And so to do a partnership with uh, them is, is just groundbreaking it's innovative it's never been done before uh and i'm just i'm really excited you know and it's uh it's quite the accomplishment and our team uh damien and mike and 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 logan and ryan they really put together something special so did you did you after you guys debuted that and then immediately lost to disney give you a call they're like, hey, hey, we could do better than that. yeah <laughs> well either, either way you got the wins today that's that's probably pretty good yeah, I mean, uh, how how is the team feeling about everything going on at uh, Rift Rivals? And they did 2-0 today, but North America, for the most part, looks weaker. Like, uh, I don't know what the atmosphere is like at the team. Yeah, I mean, the team, uh, you know, Rift Rivals is an interesting event. If I could just, like, shoot straight, I would say. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, right, because you're playing MSI. And everything is super competitive. You're playing the previous world champions. And there's just a lot of hype there's a lot of competition and that's what everybody wants to watch is this like pinnacle of out of esports athleticism at its finest right and you you want to see those matches and then rift rivals it's like eh is it fun is it competitive like what's going on and you know for us like 
we're playing the games to win, and then your other teams are like, are you troll picking? Are you playing for real? Are you like, what, what, what are you doing? Like, I think we're trying to play competition, so it kind of feels bad, and then you, you win, it's like, ah, you won, but they were trolling, and then if you lose while they're trolling, then you're just really bad. So <laughs> it's like, you can't win. So it, I don't know, at least this Rift Rivals, it, it doesn't feel uh, as awesome as, as it maybe should, but maybe when we get into the best of five, things will change. Yeah, I imagine tomorrow LEC will not be trolling. I, I yeah. feel like I they're going to win yeah. the whole thing. I would hope not to. Uh, we'll see. Well, either way, should we grab our uh, our first uh, guest for Steve yes, here? Yes, let's right. do it. I'll keep I'll keep Steve company as you head off into the audience to fish out our next person. If you just got here, please raise your hand, and Mark will go out, and you can come on the show and uh, talk about uh, different stuff. Other than that, uh, Steve, how you been? I've been fantastic, actually. Yeah. I've been really good. Uh, obviously, the Marvel partnership and business is fantastic, like really, really, really good. And uh, our competitive results across all of our different esports has also been really good. Uh, do we have any CSGO fans in the audience? <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah, we have the best CSGO team in the world. <laughs> it feels pretty good. Yeah, that's not that. bad. That's not bad. <laughs> uh, good so, to yeah, be things Liquid. are good. Things are really, really good. Good to be Team Liquid. Do you think that, because obviously the league team had a rough start to the split, do you think that we're going to see that start to change in the second half of summer? Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, we didn't have much of a break coming out from MSI and, you know, no excuses, whatever. They should probably play at their best, but they were tired. That's just yeah. the, the fact of the matter. Uh, so we got off slow. We were behind by three patches when we went into the first matches. Uh, we got early leads and then through. Um, so, yes, and I think we've hit our stride, right? We've been winning most of our games lately, and what really matters is what kind of form we're in for playoffs, and so we want to focus on that. Yeah. Well, uh, th I'm, that's coming up. By the way, are there any other teams that, because obviously people are uh, so focused on TSMC9 as the other competitors, but do you think there's any other teams that are uh, perhaps interesting or you you're keeping an eye on? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think uh, TSM looks pretty good, right? Like they won today, which was nice to see. Uh, it wasn't TL versus EU anymore. So, <laughs> uh, so that was nice. Yeah. Welcome. Well, welcome to the show. Nice I noticed we didn't pull you from the audience. We pulled you from a little special area. Do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, Andre, the head coach of uh, Origin. Probably one of the top three top three teams uh, participating in the Rift Rivals. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. One of. One so, of. So yeah, where would you place yeah, them? Yeah, alongside G2 and Fnatic. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. There we go. There we go. What? How much have you had to drink? <laughs> A lot of water <laughs> from well, many tears. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Well, this is this is. I thought you know, poor Steve. We told him we're gonna be. Wow. From, we told like the new Reggie from EU. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you always have to get some smack talk out of you. Yeah. It's like ah, you're you're up this time. Steve's, there we go. Steve's like, I'm safe. I don't. I, there's no other team owners here. We're good. We're yeah, safe. I know. This is like casual. Just yeah, so yeah. There's a lot of European guys. There's a bunch of G2 out. Still, yes. Still in the patio. Uh, well, well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Mickey will join us soon. Okay, great. Well, he's he's shaking his head. No, we'll we'll find out. Maybe a couple more drinks. Uh, I don't. Did you have a? I don't know, Mark. Did we have a specific take or are yeah, we just? It was a it take, out? but it's more just some smack talk. So okay, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll just what, let. I'll what just is let your take, take for the for the panel here? No, I was just curious when I hear that maybe things will change tomorrow. I was just wondering if it's uh, back to zero three Team Liquid on the best of five. Oh boy! Oh boy! Well, Steve, do you have a rebuttal? Yeah. 
uh, the answer to that is no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think Got it depends only on you, though. Got him! <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Steve. You really, really represented the, or the region right now. It was quick fantastic. NA brains. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have anything. God damn it. Go to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, I mean, so well, well, what have you thought about uh, Rift Rivals so far? Because... From a North American perspective, we're, we're like, sad. Well, these out well, we're sad, <laughs> oh. but we we did well today, but it doesn't count because apparently LEC is trolling. Are you guys trolling? I mean, um, <clears throat> we just uh, <laughs> thought we could beat NA teams with certain comps, and we just lost. A lot, of, a lot of the talk tonight has been about, like, takeaways, kind of, like what NA can learn. If you were going to tell NA, like, the most important thing that they should learn from this event or learn from Europe, uh, what, what do you think NA is lacking that Europe kind of has? Oh, so that's a serious question. Okay. Yeah, serious question. Okay. So, uh, it's been fun, but let's, let's, let's no, talk no, some I shop. Mean, like, f even from screaming with uh, three different uh, NA teams, um, just feels a bit like uh, every time and every team in every game of scrim are doing the same with same priorities and same pick orders. And I'm just thinking that, especially for, I don't know, a team like Team Liquid, which is probably, not probably, but I think it's the best team in NA, going into practice every day and practicing the same just really limits the, the creativity that you can get and what you can see from, from, from other teams. And that's probably what's lacking. And, and we, bring, we bring that out a bit. I believe that uh, we have played 15 champions that NA never saw in scrims, and uh, G2 probably did the same. Mm. 20, 25, maybe 30. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Mickey, just, Mickey's out there, kind of like just dropped, like, like clicking on the random button. <laughs> but but I, I think I think that's 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 the the most important. Just uh, being able to be a bit more open-minded and and explore these these new picks and strategies then that that can be done. Because in terms of individual equality of the players, I think NA has some really good players. I think that's really interesting because where my mind goes after that is like a lot of NA players when they see weird picks in scrims and drafts and stuff. They feel like the enemy team is trolling and they're, and they're like, ah, this, they're, they're not taking this scrim set seriously. And I, I feel like I have heard that a number of times back when I was coaching and, and maybe it's different now, but like when people really experiment, it almost feels like they take that as a slight in, in North American scrims. And like what has happened in Europe to, to take a weird draft seriously in scrims, even if it is... Um, you know, more Un experimental. Yeah, unconventional. It's an yeah. experimental draft. You know, is there something that, that European players have where, like, no matter what the draft is, they take the, the, the scrim seriously? I mean, I, I think, first of all, is the fact that uh, <clears throat> we bring these ideas before, and uh, even if something fails one time, we try to see, like, what are the ups and downs, if this something really works. And I think that the, most, the second reason, and probably the most important, that Cheeto wins with this shit. So if G2 <laughs> wins with this, then, I mean, how can we not take it serious, you know? Right, yeah. Well, st uh, Steve, do you... Oh, go ahead. You were going to say something. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, th I think you're, you hit the nail on the head, which is uh, you have... If, if you only had 30 champions to pick from, then it would be really defined based on balance changes from Riot. You would say, this is overpowered, then this is weak. But with the amount of champions that have been released, you have what's called the meta, right? And 
the, usually what ends up happening is the team that's winning and doing the best, everybody starts to copy whatever that strategy is. And for a long time it was like, okay, the Koreans are basically dominating. Let's just find out what's being played there and then we'll just copy. And what we've seen is that the last few international events, well, Europe and North America have really made a dent in international performance. It's like, well, maybe we're as good mechanically and we understand macro well enough, let's just pick up some new champions. And so when you have G2 playing a certain way, you know, the EU teams are copying and uh, the same is kind of happening in, in, um, in NA, right? Like we brought out Sonoteric and now, <laughs> you know, how many teams have, have come out with Sonoteric? So you just see that kind of meta develop within region and also internationally. I don't mean to make you speak for your coaches, but do you feel as though North America will be looking at this and Team Liquid's looking at this event and being like, well, we need to try even more unconventional stuff? Um, well, I would say that as long as you can master, I, I, I feel like the definition for mastery is pretty high in terms of, of champion, right? And playing at a certain level, if you don't play it that well, then you maybe shouldn't be playing it. And, uh, you know, some players have a more dynamic pool than others. And um, for TEL specifically, like, we'll definitely experiment, right? Like, we tried Vlad in the bot lane. <laughs> it didn't work. Hey, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? um, and other times it works, right? Uh, so we'll, we'll probably move a bit. But uh, I think our, at our core, we like to execute well. How much of this felt like a long time coming in Europe? Um, because thinking back all the way to 2017 Worlds with uh, Misfits taking the Leona bot lane with like Fervor and they were doing all this like crazy stuff. That felt like the beginning of it to me where like that's when the yeah. wheels started turning. Like is that how it felt in Europe where like once you saw that like more teams started picking up on that or, or was it just suddenly with G2 recently? Just, uh, just as like an extra point, there are some picks that NA just can't play. Uh, one of them is Yasuo, and uh, it's it's purely because it's one of the champions, as you were saying, that you have to master it. And mm -hmm. yesterday, for example, Nukta did, did a combo where you need you have literally 0.5 seconds to, to to do that combo, and then they have 60 ping, so you can't do that combo in solo queue. And even though this is always the same story with the ping and all that, but but it, it's actually true, and it, yeah. and it limits it. Thank you so much for that. Uh, now we have an excuse. We have an excuse. We can confirm <laughs> the origin code. Yeah, exactly. But but anyway, I, I think I think Misfits started not not only the the picks, but uh, the fact that the the belief that uh, we we can surpass the Koreans. That's yeah. that's what Misfits started, I think. And cool. then Fnatic came after, and now G2 just uh, completely. I don't know, like. Beating in the finals against SKT and semifinals against Team Liquid. That, that's, about, that's what it seemed, at least. Uh, and they, they just made us believe, and now it's like we are just uh, doing our own thing. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I just it's uh, an interesting situation for us to be in, and uh, I think Rift Rivals is hopefully in the same way that uh, Misfits and then later G2 inspired uh, LEC, you know, we're, we're North American can be inspired by what we're seeing uh, from your teams as well. Uh, I, I don't, should we? Oh, Steve, you're gonna say? Yeah, I was just gonna say. That, that, you know, if we if you look at like Dota, uh, the oh, careful. <laughs> oh, we can't very talk Kel about it. Kelby's in the audience, and he m missed the Dota reference. I oh. uh, no, my my only point is that you know Dota's been around for longer than League of Legends, and you look at the number of champions that are in Dota and also League of Legends, like you see more diversity. You're gonna. This is just part of the evolution of the meta in general. So it's true. How should we? Are we now gonna sub in? 
grabs. Swapping that's what's in, in grabs. Swatching one. one oh, wait, this LEC is perfect. Coach, because I know what I, I talked to grabs about talking Roll about. An extra coach here. Okay, let's go. Okay, there we go. Oh. <laughs> Two times coach of the split, he says. so much, yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, I'm joking. <laughs> welcome to the show. Do you want to say your name and where you're from? Yeah, I'm Grabstam, head coach for G2, and yeah. Well, welcome to the show. Poor Steve thought we were going to be getting audience members, and we're yeah. not pummeling him with Euro European, coaches. European coaches. I blame Avli. She's the one over there uh, moving all this stuff around. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's opportunity, she I says. I thought I could enjoy the show, but then suddenly I'm here, so... Yes, well, we thought we could enjoy Rift Rivals, but suddenly you were here. Uh, <laughs> 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 Either way, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, Mark, you were you have a conversation around Sona, and actually it's perfect because uh, we got Steve here to maybe talk about it, too. Yeah, I mean, Grabs had a tweet after the second Team Liquid game about playing Sona Tarek two times in a row. Or was it three? Did you play it on day one? I think it was... No, it was just two. Yeah, two times in a row. Uh, and just he, two. Yeah, just two. And he had a comment on the innovation that he's seeing, uh, innovation in air quotes, out of NA. So I'll, I'll let Grabs just, just take away his points about NA and their, their approach to this tournament. Okay, I mean, of course, there was kind of a meme. Um, just venting my frustration because Liquid I actually respect as a team. But then they're personal Tarek. And my big issue with that is I know, of course, it's strong. But you rely on praying that the enemy team doesn't know what they're doing. And if they do, you lose the game. If you don't, you win the game by 20 minutes, right? And I felt like in this tournament, Liquid can actually like, improve a bit because I think there's no team in an A who can punish them or push them to get better. And instead, they do this instead. And I'm get, can, getting kind of frustrated by this, but if that's the way they want to win, then sure. But I think they can do better. Steve, is uh, TL just copping out by playing standard Sonoteric? No, not at all. I think there's lots of different ways to win. Sonoteric is one of them. There's no plans to nerf it as far as I know. So we're going to continue playing it while it's still strong. And uh, we've won a number of other ways. We've shown that based on our record and being first in LCS. So we've got more up our sleeve. We're practicing other stuff like, you know, just ban Sonoteric and see us play something else. But if there's something that's really strong, I did it, then MSI. we'll do that. <laughs> yeah. I saw the MSI what happened then, but yeah, we can, we can <laughs> oh, repeat that. Oh my God. Uh, oh what about like the fundamental approach of saying like, okay, you guys know Sonoteric's going to be in the meta, and if you want to pick up LCS wins where it matters more because then you get a buy-in and easier road to playoffs, what about the overall approach of like Rift Rivals doesn't factor into worlds or, any, or circuit points or anything like that? Yeah, do, do you think you should be taking a more experimental approach? Um, I mean, I guess that's, that's one thought. I mean, the other thought could be, well, these games leading up to tomorrow, right? Tomorrow there's their best of five. All the teams have to play. We're probably going to have to play more than Twice, the other yeah. teams, assuming the results and everything. So why show more? There's just no point, right? Like, let's just play Sonoteric, and then we can play our other strategies when it comes to the best of five when it actually matters. Okay, if you have more, we'll see you tomorrow. I yeah, hope, we'll I hope so, really, but... Another no. bet! Make another <laughs> bet! You got 100 no. grand? <laughs> <laughs> sure. No, we can't do that. It's against League Rules. <laughs> good save, good save. Silver Greeley's like, all right, all right. Well, uh, careful there, Steve. I'm watching. Uh, all right, well, either way, uh, I don't know if we have other conversations to, to bring up with Grabs before we, we move on. Well, I think uh, maybe bouncing off what we were talking about a little bit before about the development of how experimental uh, Europe has been. We kind of touched on Misfits maybe being the catalyst to that, like, was this something that was a conscious choice where like, you guys as a team were like, we want to approach the game with more flexibility in our picks? Or was it something that kind of happened more gradually where like, you found that it was working? Or was it like a conscious, like, hey, guys, team meeting, we want to approach the game this way? 
no, I think I'm just blessed with five players who are very open-minded. Um, that means usually if a player like Wonder says Pike top could work, nobody scoffs at him. They're like, sure, but tell us why. Explains the whole process, and we're like, okay, sure, it's tried out. Uh, we play on stage, it works out. So um, I think that's um, a big thing in other teams that um, I don't want to say mistrust, but I mean, there's matter for a reason, right? You see it strong, you pick it, you can win the game. If then suddenly you want to bring an X factor in, it can go both ways. So if you're not 100% showing your teammates, you don't want to go that route, and you say, no, let's play something else. Um, so I think I'm very lucky. Like it's not like I do much there. It's just my players again are very open-minded. We can try some stuff like the Shimana, for example. It's not something we first time today. Um, didn't work out today, but sure. It just again we trust each other. Um, I wouldn't say Misfits was the catalyst. Um, I think many teams had the um, Leona Blitzcrank against um, Aaron Sensor back then. But again, meta is easy, so we just picked meta. They were the first two who knew. Okay, if you play normal against SKT, we're not gonna win. So we have to do something else. And even when I picked Leona and whatever, um, Maxter was still playing Ivan to have the Iron Sensor, right? So it wasn't a complete breakout of the meta, but um, sure, again, um, I, I hope other teams do it because um, without the vision from Tracker's Knife, League is just faster and plays. So if you get creative ways to get early leads, you should do it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much how League is paired right now. Do you think what's more create or, or valuable, like the mindset of your team saying like, all right, Wonder wants to play Pike Top, we'll give it a shot. Or is it the fact that you have such talented players that can make that stuff work? Like, which is the more important ingredient of the recipe, I guess? Like, the individual skill or, like, the team, ah, yeah, we'll lose some scrims trying weird shit out, but, like, we all understand that that's kind of what we do. Um, I think it's a mixture, and it's also really rare that in a team, all five players respect each other. Yeah. Like, of course, um, everybody tries to be a good team, but have actual honest respect is really rare. Because usually if a star player who gets played around, gets resources, and then he has more sway in discussions. But in G2 right now, everybody thinks the other player is insane, and like probably the best in his role. So if he brings something up, you trust him, of course, and then he makes it work. So again, I think that's a constellation that doesn't happen often and can't happen often, um, but it's also why we thrive, right, and get these picks out. Well, uh, I do want to, as, as my producer just leaves whispering in my ear, uh, I do want to say one thing uh, before Steve and, and Grabs take off. Grabs, I know you've been uh, really confident about this, but yesterday to kick off uh, the Rift Rivals event, there was a, a classic North America versus EU match that did not go Europe's way. Do you have any uh, explanation for why that happened? I think the draft was kind of one-sided. Um, looked like my draft, to be honest. Enemy team has Karma and, so and Sejuan, and we have what, Pike and Zara Botland. So I think it was hard to play from there. And then, yeah, my boss uh, was busy doing other stuff than playing League, and it showed. Um, as Pike was on the cleanest. Same for the Fisher, I think. So um, while the NA guys actually could play League, I think ours were a bit rusty, let's say. Yes, yeah, I mean, Steve, you were. Steve, why was it that North America was able to show up so well? Uh, I just hit a lot of Lux ults. <laughs> yeah! The, the audience clearly had not woken up in time for that show match because they're applauding that. They have no idea what they're applauding. Um, it was ironic clapping. Yes, they was, knew. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Ironic clapping. They were tuned into that match. Uh, hey, thank you guys so much uh, thanks for, for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, thank guys. You. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Should we have a... Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, we can try and try and try and uh, guilt Kelby into coming Kel on. Kelby. K Kelby, come on down. You can ask him all over the Steve. microphone. Yeah, Steve. 
Steve, can you grab that microphone really quickly? Kelby's making a cameo Kelby, appearance Kelby has on a the question, show. I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just for this, apparently. Oh, great. Now we've Beautiful. got a, a very awkward shot of the hug. Uh, thank you guys for Sorry. hugging right in front of the microphone. It was great. Sorry. Yeah, Don't yeah. Travis. Yeah. Keep it real. Uh, okay. Welcome, Kelby, to the show. Thank you. If you no, the audience like doesn't the know who you are because you. you haven't been thank on you. in a while. Thank you. What about the sweats? Ooh, and the yeah. sweats. Your team liquid out of your mind. what about the jersey? Okay. Whoa. Dota. International. Yeah, I mean, the Dota team's doing really well. I didn't yes, actually. I, I won't. I won't go into this Can right we now. We'll talk not. later. Please. Sorry. All right. Uh, what did What did you want to bring up on the show, though? So Kobe? it was. Uh, I wanted to make sure you were here. It was a question for all of you, and like this is actually kind of a serious question. Uh, so, but um, yeah, I wanted to kind of get all of your unique perspectives uh, on something I was just thinking about seeing here you all go. up here, uh, which is that uh, like we've we've all been in esports for a really really long time, right? And uh, I kind of um, like transparently uh, sometimes I, I don't feel like I'm as excited as I used to be in like early seasons of GSL or 2013 League and OGN and stuff. I'm kind of want to know from you guys uh, and you can focus it on your sp respective fields what's the, what's or the question? just generally. Uh, what, what kind of things you're excited for in the future? of the industry in the space and you know like as it relates to teams, broadcast content, any problems you think that you're hoping to solve in the future. Uh, you know, and like make it I don't know, what's like the next big leap for our industry that you're you're hoping to work towards or that somebody solves? Par partnerships with licensing partnerships with Disney, I think are the <laughs> the really big things that I'm seeing. I like Marvel. Yeah. Um, Marvel's pretty good. I, I think for me, someone mentioned Team Fight Tactics, but kind of the approach that I think I don't know if this is quite right, but was kind of pioneered with Fortnite, where it's like the influencer slash like personality stream-driven tournament format, where like, yeah, there's a 99-person tournament going on, but that person's also individually streaming. I think in a game like Team Fight Tactics, you can follow that person directly in their tournament because they're making so many individual decisions that you can't track over the course of eight different people. So like, there's a mainstream you can watch. Or you can watch, you know, whoever it is, Hafu, Disguise Toast, Dog, and just watch their perspective. And I think that approach to tournaments is new to me when I was, you know, really introduced to the space in League of Legends where, like, there was a time where tournaments were streamed from the player's perspective, but it wasn't really necessary, I would say, too much, even though ProView helps a lot with, like, learning mechanics. Like, it wasn't necessarily, like, it was super hard to follow uh, and you're losing something going to the, the caster perspective where I think... In TFT, which I'm super excited about, I look forward to a lot more individual-focused streams uh, with a esports angle on top of it. Is that mostly because you want to see their perspective and how they're thinking about the game, or because you want to have more exposure to the personality of the player while they're going through competition? I think it just gives more options to the viewer, which is ultimately like the winner that everyone is trying to appease to. Is like, hey, you can watch. Hopefully, Mark and Azale and Kobe make hilarious jokes and cover all eight and paint a whole more holistic view of the match. Or you can watch one of those personalities and see their thought process, their board, their state the entire way through the match. And I think the viewers win in the end without really costing too much more. And also, the, hopefully, the streamers win because they also get to, get to show their perspective. I actually like Mark so much that I'm just going to take it and make it way better. Uh, so. No, I mean, it's a, I think it's a good answer. So when I first got into esports, it was like back in 2011, and, uh, there were a lot of very serious tournaments and events. But uh, shout out to Buddy Hutton, who should be 
running the production right now, but he's Woo! in the middle of the audience for some reason. So Buddy, Buddy worked at an event uh, and ran production at a uh, thing called IPL, which was the IGN Pro League. And uh, all of us will remember the IPL I Five is the best tournament. The, the IPL events, the IPL events, and there were a lot of. So back then, back Reckless then, made semifinals against W. Back then, esports was uh, just like shoestring budgets and a bunch of people with a dream trying to make it happen. And uh, there, at some point in time. That got replaced with things like the LCS and Overwatch League and all these things that I really value, but it was basically everyone's like, we're sports now. We're going to be sports. Let's all be sports. This is very serious. Mark needs to wear a suit. Um, and I like suits. And, uh, <laughs> and I think um, while that stuff is great and I, and I, I cherish what it, it gave me in terms of uh, career stability and like a, a storyline that was easy to follow, you lost a lot of like the character and personality of those old days and those moments. And what I'm excited about is a, what I see is a resurgence of that. Well, where last year with Fortnite, you did start to see a lot of very personality-based tournaments, and it, it kind of brought the entertainment back to esports um, rather than it, it being so formal in its its sports structure. Um, and I think it forced even companies like Riot to realize that when they did stuff like the Twitch Rivals events around League of Legends. All-Stars this past year was actually my favorite All-Stars, barring the very first one back in 2013. Um, and uh, I think there is just a, a desire in esports to kind of go remember like where we, we came from and realize that not everything has to be like, who's going to win? What are the storylines? It's like, actually, we all just love playing video games, and that's what this is about. And we can have the Super Series World Championships, but we can also have a bunch of people goofing around playing teamfight tactics together. You said he was at Chipotle. Wait, is he here? The oh, man wow. himself. He Peter Pig. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll bring him in next. We'll bring him in next. Double if just walked in the arena. Everybody freaks out. Okay. okay. Uh, but Steve. Yeah, I, I, w I won't keep Peter long. Um, I guess my thought would be very similar. I feel like... You, you know, can't all three give the same Well, answer. it's kind of similar. I would say... Uh, there's a real opportunity to bring uh, pop culture, music, entertainment into real time into competitions and celebrate that a bit more and tap into the roots of being a gamer. Absolutely. I feel like the second thing, this is a little different, is that the viewing experience is not good enough, right? We haven't innovated on that uh, since Twitch came out. It was like, oh, cool, there's a chat and I can, ch you know, talk with my friends and do emotes. It feels a bit like that needs to be taken to the next level. Like, I want to be able to watch with my friends and have a better viewing experience than what I do today. I don't want to just look at the Twitch chat like, yeah, I've seen it, I've laughed a few times, like, I go and I check it. But that shouldn't be the height of my experience watching a competitive event. It should feel like the the pro player view, but also bringing in mu music, culture, like my, you know, nuclear group of friends and, and heighten that experience like I w it would be if I went to a tailgate and, you know, went and saw a sporting event. So how do you create this, like, digital immersive experience while watching competitive esports that hasn't been done yet? And I think that's really what will engage more people to have higher view times and, and turn out digitally instead of, you know, typical sports stuff. What about you, Kelby? You asked the question. You have an answer. What are you excited for? What do you? What do Kel you like? Kelby left esports. I, yeah, I'm not in esports anymore. He's just like, please. That's give why me I'm something. looking to you guys for guidance. I'm not an expert on this shit. You, I don't know. You watch more esports than most people, I think. 
Maybe. You've yeah. also worked in it a little bit more yes. than the average For those that don't know, Kelby used to run CLG. That's why they've been struggling a lot lately. It's just that the... Well, they're doing the great damage, now. The damage him and Nick Allen have done to that organization. It's just, uh, it's, it's rough. Uh, I, I saw Nick here. Nick, every single time we talk about CLG, Nick goes, I never went to relegations, Kelby. You <laughs> went twice. And I'm like, <laughs> but I had Peter to save me, so... Yeah, yeah. To be fair, two of the splits he was there didn't have relegations. Yeah, actually, no, that's what I bring up, is that yes, you would have yeah. gone if there was relegations yes. that still <laughs> yeah. existed. But anyway, but yeah, what is your answer to the question before we move on? I, I honestly didn't have you don't, an You have nothing you're excited about? Hey, with that's that's why out, I came and asked. I genuinely was curious because I was just thinking about it over there, and I was like, fuck, dude, I what mean, is, it, like, the next thing that makes this, in like, Discord, Green invites my in plane In Discord for? today, you were, you know, going crazy about the prize pool for another sport that I won't talk yeah, about. Yeah, but the prize pool isn't what drives me to Dota and, and fandom around it. I just like to gloat about how cool Dota is in our League of Legends fan group. So. Great. Fantastic. Well, on that note, you can now leave the show. <laughs> uh, Thank you for the, having thank me, guys. Thanks, Kelby. Thanks, Steve, for coming back. All right. Well, uh, he, Doublelift has disappeared, of course. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll grab somebody else. I think Medic is supposed you, to. Why don't you grab him? But uh, while you're grabbing him, I will, I will give a short with Ovali. She's figuring this out. I, I need to do a plug anyway. All right. You do the plug. I'll can you pass me that, computer? That beautiful, beautiful Alienware computer. Uh, hey, everyone who's watching this right now, uh, I, are we on my sync? We're on my sync. Well, hello. Uh, thank you so much for watching this show. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Alienware for making it possible. Uh, Alienware and Intel, by the way, uh, both generously helped make this live Hotline League possible. Thank you to everyone who uh, showed up, uh, because not only, not only are you here. Uh, for the show, but Alienware's got put out this bar, there's all this cool stuff, there's like team fight tactics stuff going on in the back, uh, and it's really fantastic. I know somebody who, oh, you're taking Mark's seat. Okay, well, that's fine. I know somebody else who really likes yeah, Alienware. Oh, wow, okay. During the plug, you're going to drop profanity. Um, Sorry. Uh, either way, thank you so much. So the cool thing that, this is, you're just breaking, I'm trying to sell product right now. Um, I ate a lot. Yes. Oh, oh my God. Right. My, knee, my knee can't handle that, guys. Yeah, yeah. You need Boy. to go on a diet. Can I, can I please Yikes. finish the go ad? Ahead. Please, please. These guys pay me a Hashtag lot of money, it. and I Hashtag don't it. want them to stop. Um, Authentic it, ad reads. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the whole point is during Rift Rivals, uh, they have Alienware.com slash LOL Esports. They've got special deals they're running. Uh, there are new, they're br brand new. Uh, M15 and M17 models that are available over there. They announced uh, right before E3. I had a chance to check them out. They're fantastic. But thank you so much to Alienware. And if I could get a very authentic applause from the audience. Uh, as, yes. Thank you. Thank you. I need that. And, and can we get some claps in the Twitch chat? Some claps I mean, in the Twitch. There's got to be dozens of them out there. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, always talking about my audience. That's great. So let's just like you when you stream once a Why month. Why did you give him the laptop? Well, it's supposed to go back to the spot. I don't know what to do with it. I mean, it's beautiful. This is the Area 51M. All right. I need to get off. How long have you been here? I need to go. I need to go. You're already breaking I'm stuff. I'm just breaking do that? everything. Do I have to? It's okay. Well, I'm going to have to ask them for some more money because you just broke something. Um, all right. Let's stick that in the middle. Okay. What? Anyway, thank you to Alienware. You can check out their stuff. Uh, and if you're watching the YouTube, it's in the description. Hi, Doublelift. Hey. Hey. 
I, I realize we're never going to get... All these audience members came out expecting that they'd be able to come on the show, and we're just rotating through influencers. I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy to take a seat. Like no, double, no. Double it's, lift this here. It's fine. Okay, you can okay, stay on I like the having show. the EUNA yeah. kind of balance. Yeah. yeah, there's no balance in Riff Rivals, though. Yes. So. Well, oh. Actually well, true. Actually, hey, actually, it was great having you on, but we do need to get... Right, I'm off. No, 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 I'll see you guys no, no, later. No, no. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Come back. Come back. Come back. Wait, uh, Medic is jacked. I did not realize. Like, is that true? He's a big really, boy. You're really jacked. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you. Uh, welcome, Double Lift, and welcome to Medic to the show. We have half. There's like a very sad applause for yeah, your. There's one person yeah, applauding. Yeah. One person. Yeah. All right. Well, Mark, you got a topic. Uh, I would ask Double Lift. We've been talking a lot about North America and learnings from Rift Rivals. Do you think there's anything specifically that you're supposed to be like learning from this or? Not because Grabs was coming on saying you guys should be experimenting a little bit more. Uh, there's been this take that like people should be uh, more willing to mess around and uh, go for their own style kind of thing. Sonoteric has come under heat. What, what's your overall take on that? Are you like, what we're doing is fine. Screw all the haters. Yeah, I don't know if you caught it here, but Grabs was like, why are you guys running Sonoteric? Yeah, no, I, honestly, like, I, I completely agree with him. I have no idea. Like, we're, we're trying way <laughs> too hard to win. That wasn't a troll tweet? Like, no, like, we're, we're, I think we are trying, like, way too hard to win. And, and, and this is like a lose-lose situation because EU's, like, just better than us, unfortunately. It's like the sad reality. And, uh, um, <laughs> no, there's no truth to that. Great. That's just, that's just groans. Um, like they're better than us, so like we have two options. We both troll and we still lose, or we try and they troll and we might win, and it feels bad either way, especially since NA has never been like the most creative region overall. Like I guess we have like Froggen playing Anivia and stuff like that. But yeah, um, I think I think it's just this tournament is just a lose lose situation for NA because it's just it's not very even. We have to find the right amount of trolling and tryharding, so we somehow. We have to win while trolling. Yeah, winning while trolling, um, you can only do if you're really, really individually skilled. And um, are you saying Team Liquid isn't individually skilled? How? How? We're not on that level yet. How troll do you think EU has been this tournament versus how much has been like serious but experimental? I think like one part of EU team comps are always troll. Like, like for example, the Zed uh, Yumi bottom. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, but, but the rest of the comp was actually, like, legitimate. Like, I legitimately think, like, that Shivana build is, like, strong, and mm -hmm. it, it makes sense. Like, the, like, the whole, like, the rest of their comps always make sense, and you will just pick something really random. Like, like for example, Pike Jungle. And then, or, or, like, yeah, they'll just have, like, one aspect of it that is really troll. So they can kind of say, we won while griefing, but, uh... If literally all five people did troll picks, like, there's no way you could win, honestly. Uh, can I ask, like, I, I actually really respect the NA teams at Riff Rivals. I think you guys are actually really good players. I know I banter about it a lot, but, like, do you... <laughs> thank, thank you, Draco. <laughs> the your, the uh, LEC do, guys do, over there like, are giving if, if it was a pure 5v5, like, do you think you guys would learn more? Or do you think you'd learn more from EU flexing a lot like we're doing at the moment? Um... Yeah, I, I think we're learning a lot both ways. Like, we, we didn't realize, I think in NA, no one's super creative with picks, and we didn't realize, like, you don't realize how much of an advantage it gives you until you play against a new team, and you're like, wait, what lane is Pike going? And then you're just, like, in champs, like, you're just totally lost. Or, like, they pick Nico, and it could go top, bot, mid, and you don't know which player is going to play it either. <laughs> so it's, like, really disgusting how hard it is to draft against EU teams. Um, and I feel like the mentality a lot of the time in EU especially is, like, the better draft just wins. Um, so 
I mean, there's that, and I think if we played standard, like Team Liquid, if we play standard against another team, we have a pretty high chance of winning. Um, the problem is that no one wants to play standard against us, <laughs> so <laughs> that sucks. Uh, I think we need to branch out a little bit more, or or we can just like buckle down and be like, we're the standard team, like we're just like the, the classic, regular team. Medic, why do you think the EU teams refuse to play standard? We don't need to. Like, if, if we can flex four roles, why on earth would you play standard? If you can get to the second phase of draft, thank you, Ender. No problem. That's I very, that's you very you kind of you. I always need energy. Yeah, no problem. Sorry. Wow, oh, you wow, just spilled that all over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, was, he was so cool. He's like, we don't need to play standard. We could do what... Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, just like kind of ruined your cool there. If you can flex till the fourth pick of draft, why would you pick standard, right? If I can pick Nico and have it go four different lanes, why would I decide where it's going to go before I see counter picks? That's what's so great about like all of the G uh, all of the uh, EU teams at the moment is you don't actually know where anything is going. So if you try and counter my Yasuo mid, I play it top into your Nar, and we just beat you because we get the counter matchup. Okay, I'm getting my drink delivered. I have to make sure Jeez, I spill this. this. Spill it everywhere. Thank, spill, thank it. spill it. Thank you, Kelvin. Spill it. Uh, thank you. Double, if, do you think there would be more to gain for everyone at the tournament if everyone turbo tryharded and you saw everyone's best foot forward? Or do you think the fact that there is more experimentation going on helps? Cause I like, feel like that's literally what Medic just asked yeah, a second so, ago. Well, no, I, but I, I actually think, Mark, the problem is if EU tr turbo tryharded, NA wouldn't have more than a 25-minute game. Well, like, that's I, I, I respect the NA teams, but EU is just on another level right well, now. Well, sure, that's great. But like, if you actually... <laughs> If you actually put Brox in instead of Dan, right, and like they try that Shivana top build, but without the the semi troll, like you're saying, Zed Yumi bot lane, mm -hmm. like, how do you think that would actually be more beneficial for Europe as well, where they're like, yes, we are still trying to learn, but we're also trying as hard as we can to to win, or do you think the like we are trying our most to learn versus most to win? Um. Well, first off, I think there's one clearly best team, and it's G2, and then the rest of the teams are kind of like, I don't really know how good they are. Like, like I think Fnatic and OG are better than, like, probably 9 out of 10, maybe 10 out of 10 LCS teams, but... Right, wait, you put yourself... Yeah. <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. No, like, like, there's, like, a really big gap between G2 and the next teams. Um, so, yeah, like, I think if G2 tryharded, it would, it would just be a slaughter, but... Like for example, today when Fnatic played against TSM, even with even with the sub jungler, like I, I actually think they were really trying hard. Like yeah. it didn't yeah. seem like a troll game from them yeah. at all. And and TSM won fair and square. Even like it was a sub, so it kind of like didn't count as much. But um, right, it would be more competitive, honestly, if everyone turbo tryharded and then G2 just stomped everyone. Um, but the way that the atmosphere is now, it's like if NA wins, it doesn't matter because EU was trolling. And if EU wins, it's like we beat you with a handicap, bro. Yeah, I mean, that. I think that's fair. Like, G2 is, I think, no one would contest the best team in the West by a mile. No offense. Uh, yeah. But, like, for a team like Fnatic, they play against G2, who is their best competition in Europe. But, like, I don't think it's the case where TSM is so bad that they can guaranteed win with a sub-jungler. And so why not play Brox and actually get better competition during this tournament than you would get most weeks in the LEC. I, I agree with you. I think it's actually not unfair to NA teams, but kind of troll to NA teams that if EU trolls in their games, if they put in a sub-jungler, if you pick some random picks, that NA is in a lose-lose situation there, right? Like, if you beat us, we trolled. If we win, haha, <sighs> you lost to trolls, Man. right? Like, it's, it's actually really sucky for some of the NA teams because EU, at times, it feels really 
aren't putting their best foot forward. I, I kind of agree from, like, a, I have to talk about these games, but from a, like, coach's perspective, I don't, like, man, fuck the public perception. I don't care if it's a lose-lose for NA. I mean, oh, yeah, like, I agree. I'm looking at it from, like, what is best for Europe as well? Because as much as I like to shit-talk Europe, I actually want them to do well at Worlds. Like, if I'm not going to win, fuck it, let them win. And, like, is this really their best approach to getting ready for Worlds is, is where I'm coming from. Because, like, yes... Maybe having Dan ready to go is the right thing to do. But also, is Broxton not getting better practice for a weekend not better for Fnatic come Worlds when they probably go? Like, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Peter, uh, do you have any? I'm actually you have a take? Because Medic got. Oh, yeah. Andre, yeah. come in. Give me a take. Give me a take. Give me a take. Come in. I, I want to find not what's best for NA because I yeah. would like to play, you know, iron sharpens iron, steel sharpens steel. <laughs> but Peter, are you familiar with this individual? I'm hey. not. He's the coach for he, Origin. You've played against him. He was on stage probably yeah. at the same time as oh, you. Oh, our analyst had we dinner We picked with the you. Captain America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so uh, if this is the best practice. So I actually think that uh, we are using this as well for mm -hmm. pulling out stuff that usually work in scrims because our scrims are pretty chaotic, let's say like that, and <laughs> see if they can work on stage. Um, and we use that to, to, to pull it out here. But I also disagree with the fact that, uh, for example, Fnatic would get better practice with the SM than most of LEC teams. I actually think that's false. Uh, I think that most LEC teams are actually pretty good. Um, maybe top seven can actually be above what the SM is, is at the moment. Um, You're suggesting TSM would be ranked eighth in LEC if they No, because it. then they would get practice with LEC teams. Ah, okay, okay. I mean, I mean, to be fair, to not know how to respond to that. I don't say, I don't say, I don't see that they said a joke. Just yeah, ask yeah. the belief. Like, yeah, if yeah, yeah. It would impact a lot your team if you can have constant practice. Uh, yep. With better teams, I, I, yep. it's just how it is. Yeah. Well, I also think it's fair to say like TSM is experimenting as well, and C9 is experimenting. So I don't mean to say like Europe is the only team trying things or only region yeah. trying things at this tournament you, uh, i'm wondering like if c9 just played sven and you know they're sick whatever maybe they can't do that but if they just played sven and and tsm just picked we think greg's better and we just want to play you know like i want to find what's best for everyone and that's i guess where i'm coming from though i, I have been focusing more on the eu i side. want to bounce off of, of what he was just saying a second ago because peter you were saying something similar to today where you're like rift rivals right now it's just hard because it makes you realize how tough of the practice you have is in North America, where it's like you're just not able to get what you need in terms of scrims. Yeah, it, it's exactly kind of what you said. Um, if we if we practice against top teams, we would be a lot lot better. But as it is right now, like the only teams that we scrim against is kind of like the top teams in NA, and they are very lacking. So it's really hard to understand like where we need to improve and stuff. And then you just comes over, and I think what happened is. You came over and they kind of had an idea of how good we were. Then we did like a few scrims and they just smashed us really hard. And then it was like, okay, we're wasting time. Like, let's just put in our subs or like, let's just play like random stuff because if we play our best, we're just helping them but not getting anything. And it's it's like you're playing against like a wild card, like or something like that. It's it's actually really bad. So th this tournament was actually I, I, so I important to have a wake up call. Yeah, is that what happened? You came over here and you're like these uh, scrims are not. disappointed, I mean, uh, right? <clears throat> Just, I just mean, say, screens, if you're disappointed secret, in NA, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, we had decent practice against you guys, um, but uh, most was... Uh, you would get better practice in EU. Yes, we would. 
Yeah, I, I mean, to, to be fair, we would, and I think uh, almost, uh, I mean, he said the same, they would also get better practice in, in, in EU, just, as I was saying before, it's like if, like, I, I think that we play like 15 games of scrims and uh, eight games on, on red side, and every time the eight games, they just first pick Aatrox, like, they, they don't do different things, it's, it's always the same thing, and, but, uh, Guilty. <laughs> but, but at, at the same time, it's, you, you were asking, is this the better way for us to prepare for Worlds? Like, we, we had an idea two months ago that, for example, Talia Pantin could be a good answer in Sonatarik. Now we played it, and I don't have to hear my bot lane anymore saying in scrims that they want to play it, so <laughs> I don't lose time with that. Yeah, no, so I, I think it's good to hear that, yeah, I'm wrong. This is actually good for Europe. Yeah. Um, I, I actually like that a lot. I Really quick question for both of you guys. Is there a world where instead of all the teams going to boot camp in Korea this year, since Worlds is in Europe, and Europe seems like such a strong contender that... You guys all stay, well, you stay in Europe, and he goes to Europe, and you guys boot camp there? Um, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Um, I mean, hot take, I think G2 might be the best team in the world, just, like, flat out. So it, there's no reason not to go to Europe and practice against them. Do you feel an urge to go to Korea for the boot camp? Uh, no, we, we don't feel any urge, especially because uh, Worlds is in Europe. The, the question is, would we actually scrim any teams, though? Oh, oh. Would you, is it even worth your time, you're saying? No, so I mean, we'll probably... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so this, this very generous of you. That's so nice of you. <laughs> this is something we've always talked I mean, about. That, that's how Korea probably felt like back then. Like, yeah, now that you guys like, are on uh, top, you get to pull the, uh, we're too good for these scrims. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. G2 will probably do it. We don't have that right yet. <laughs> G2, G2 won't... Well, they'll be picking and choosing. Hey, we are want. booking every week of... Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, there you go. Scrim, okay, they'll scrim okay, liquid okay. is what we're it's hearing from, well, from Grabs, the G2 so, coach. So here's something else Hell we've yeah. always talked about in North America versus, versus G2, or versus Europe, excuse me, is like not, okay, top three probably in Europe's favor, you know, uh, that's something we've always kind of talked about, especially with G2, but how the rest of the league stack up, and I think it's really interesting what you're talking about, how top seven teams are probably better than even top four of NA. Uh, do you think... It's not just top three, but like the entire region of Europe is, is flat out better th than NA. I mean, it's, it, it comes once again with, with what I said before. It's every EU team gets better practice than every NA team. And uh, I mean, to be honest, uh, ju just, look at the, just look at the ages of both leagues. Like we have at least 12, 13 players under 19 years old. And I think NA is like one, zero. So it's, it's also like the, the recycling of it, the, 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 the talent of it. And uh, it, it's just, it's easy for us because we have 300 other players that are not on the league competing at the national league level. So it's easy for us to just uh, also have inside competition where the players actually have to, to give their best. And it's really uh, easy for us to just, not, not easy, but it's, it's, it's somehow easy for us to just bench a player and get the guy from the national leagues while EU has to be worried with like import slots because every team has three import slots occupied and, and stuff like that so yeah you mean that, for NA that reason, has to be worried about it yeah NA has to be worried about yeah. it. for that reason I think in general um, EU is 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 ahead of uh, is ahead of NA and I also think it's because of this talent thing it's going to be really damn hard for NA to to catch up yeah grabs wanted to rotate in I saw him coming over all the all the EU code uh, double if shows everyone's up and all the here, EU code everyone's just here to flex on me like I don't even no, no, want to no, be no, here. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like this <laughs> kid yes. came for drinks Actually, and suddenly this day. This, this kid's been side. making fun of my team forever. Oh. Now's my chance. Let's get on. No, for a change, I'm actually on your side because you sound really like down. The thing is though, you're the only team in NA who has an excuse because you are so far ahead and 
honestly, we came to an A and we scrimmed a team, I don't want to say which one, of course, right? We go into lobby and I see nine staff members and the team says no idea how to play side lane. I'm like, what the hell are those nine people doing? So for, for Liquid, I think you didn't get to like MSI finals for, because of luck. Like, I still think you're actually a good team, but as Andrew said, it's so hard for you guys to improve because in an A, nobody can punish you. So, of course, the picks are not Tarek because you're going to farm to 20 minutes and win the game, right? And, like, because we sound really down, like, you're a really good team. And that's why I hope that coming to the tournament, you, like, try to match your early game because then you learn, you know? And that's why I was, I was so mad about the Sonatarak thing because you don't learn anything from this. Yeah, yeah. Either we troll like we did today or we smash you <laughs> in the early game. And that's how it is, right? And that's no, no, no flame, but that's how it goes. Yeah, no, um, I would have really liked to play a skill matchup, honestly. Like, like against Fnatic, I, I got hard camp, but at least it was like, it was a game. It was like a real game. Like, this Sonatarak games, it doesn't feel like League of Legends. It just feels like, it, it just feels bad. I don't think it, it feels bad to play. It feels bad to play against, and it just feels bad to watch. Like, that kind of stuff just needs to be removed from the game like ASAP because if you really try her team, you need to you need to abuse it. And then if you play it, you're actually kind of like a scumbag as well because you're like ruining the game for everybody. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I hate it. I just hate it. <laughs> scumbag Captain America jersey needed. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Peter, uh, I mean, I, I do want to grab something from the audience in a second, but um, all the coaches have had stuff to you. Is there anything you would ask grabs or anything you would say to them or anything you want to know? Um, I, I, yeah, actually, I think, I think one thing I really am curious about is how do EU teams do feedback? Is it like the coach teaching the players? Is it like the players telling each other like different mistakes? Like, like what is it like after a game, especially after like a bad game where you lost? What is it like? Uh, honestly, I feel like in an A, it's kind of top down, right? The coach tries to be a authority figure. And I mean, I can talk for myself only. I realize I have five world-class players. If I try to be the teacher, it's not going to work. Like, I can't teach him, Mickey's sitting here, like, I can teach him to play the He knows better than me. So my job is just making sure they discuss and they argue. And I think arguing is really important. And from talking to you guys, there's not much arguing in an A. There's more like, um, coach says A, and that's what's to be done, right? But if A says, I say something, my players look at me like, you have no fucking clue, and they start talking, you know? <laughs> and, then, and then from that we learn, though, like, you know? Like, that's what I mean. So um, I think you guys need to be more willing to do mistakes and just more willing to say, okay, I fucked up here, and that's fine, and we learn from it. Instead of just being, um, league is a playbook, and you follow A to, a to Z, that's not how it works right now, right? And, um, but as I said again, it's really hard, I think, in your position to do that, because even if you do mistakes in your league right now, and as harsh as it sounds, nobody will punish you. I yeah. think Optic is a top team in your league. I think Optic would be like, as Andrew said, like sixth place at best than you. And I know it's harsh, but Again, like, um, I think that's why you guys should maybe just argue about what's from like Farm Plus Phoenix a bit more. Because, I mean, I'm not going to say we're the best team in the world. We're not. I think China is by far the best region. So they have the best teams as well. And maybe use your staff members for that instead. But yeah, as I said, um, I think the culture in A is a bit different than it should be. And just be more willing to yeah, do mistakes. I feel like with that answer, you've just sabotaged an A because you've given Peter a reason to flame his teammates. He's like, uh, he's honestly, like G2, they all flame each other. I'm going to tell you what but I actually think of he you. He doesn't need the reason. No, I, I mean, I, I totally agree. Like, my default is honestly just tell my teammates they're playing like trash and they need to improve. But, like, that kind of stuff, it, like, word gets around, you know, like, rumors that I'm toxic and stuff. And, and so, like, after getting, like, kicked off teams and, like, 
kind of having this reputation. I think overall, NA has gotten a lot more like, yeah, just listen to the coaches, just like, you know, one mind, one, one person's opinion, they know best. And then players have stopped, like, I don't know, they just stopped thinking, right? Because if, you, if you're not, like, giving someone feedback, if you're not, like, able to, like, tell someone what you think, then you just stop thinking. That's it. Like, you just listen, and that's all. And, and there's not much going on in your head. I, th I feel like EU players, they just, even though they're, like, really troll, they actually think about the game, and they, like, know, they know, like, other lanes. They know, like, like, for example, Perks, obviously, he knows how to play top and mid and bot. That's crazy. Like, that, that, there's no player in NA that knows how to play three lanes. I guarantee it. I, like, I 100% guarantee it. Because you mentioned Toxic, I think also, if you want to be a good player, there is no Toxic. It's not like Perks is all sunshine and flowers. Like, if he says, to, like, to Wanderlust or Jankos or, or Mickey, like, this player was dog shit, don't <laughs> be like, Oh, you hurt my feelings. Don't say that, please. <laughs> I'm like, actually, you're right. You know, let's discuss this. And I think, like you said, you seem to be toxic in NA, where I think you would fit into the EU culture because that's just how it should be. Like, you should be able to be talking open, but of course, there's a wrong way, right? And if you only that negative, then of course, it has impact on the team culture. But that's also where a coach comes in. So if your coaches don't counteract that, then I don't know what they're doing with their life. We just had a, a LEC coach look at Peter and say, you'd fit really well into EU culture. Uh-oh. Export, double lift. There's a nice pool around the corner, so if you want to go talk there, then that's fine. Ha-ha, Actually, we have perks. It's fine. Yeah, like, ha -ha. I'm, I'm sorry about your perks. So, uh, so talking about like, you know, how much is players' input versus coaches' input, I've always thought that like league is a player's game the way like basketball is a player's game versus like football which is more coaches kind of thing like where do you lie on on that like how much is a coach's job to be teaching versus kind of arbitrating and and making sure that it's productive but not being the one coming with the lessons or whatever i think it depends on team to team um on bottom tier teams i think you have to be a teacher but again in g2 like uh, i'm not sitting there and saying this is how we should play Instead, my main job is to make sure that they, when they make mistakes, um, can judge them objectively. Like, was it a mistake because of me the champ pick is bad or I played bad? Because let's say, for example, we talked about, let's say we try pike, right? The pike goes 0-5. The player will say, okay, the pick is bad. But I, then it's my job to say, no, you went 0-5 because of this and this. And it's okay. And we, either he says, you're right. We try it again, it works out. Or it doesn't work out, you know? Um, so again, for me, it's just about being there to make sure we get the right conclusions. Um, but the more the players talk, the better it is, yeah. for sure. All right. Well, uh, I think this is a great conversation, but we do only have less than 30 minutes left. So I need out of here. And yeah, you need to get out of here so you can get ready for tomorrow's games. Thank you for the handshake. I don't know what's happening right now. It's a very strange, <laughs> way. It's a very strange way for us to leave. Thank you for coming out. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, Peter. Grabs, I think we're going to rotate you out. Uh, sure. We have a, another LEC All-Star. Oh, God, no, are please. We having, are we having I'm leaving. On too? I, I feel bad. Dracos has been on standby for like I know, an I know. hour. But we got the better Ankos uh, on the show right now. So, yes, exactly. It's a great joke. Um, welcome to the show. That's your microphone. You want to hold this? Hello. Somehow Mark lost his seat. I don't know what happened. I, I think this is a better setup in general. Yeah. Thank you, Ankos, for joining the show. Uh, we were just talking about all the reasons why LEC is better than North America, so great timing for you to join up. Uh, but I, actually, maybe we should grab an audience member to, to talk to Yankos. You don't want to talk to Yankos for like a second before we... Uh, well, I just feel bad. Nobody's been able to come on for a bit. Ask Yankos a question, then we'll go. How much better are you today than you were in 2016, 2015, when you were like the first blood king of Europe? Do you feel like you've gotten substantially better, or is it more like 
you're on better teams that work better together. Because I remember thinking you were a fucking beast when that, you. That's very toxic of you, actually. Yeah. I don't I care. Mean, I, I mean, okay. You're so from Europe, right? Yeah. <laughs> At least we are relevant. But anyway. Oh, um, Jesus. Yeah, I, I do think that I play in better teams for sure. Because, I mean, obviously, G2 is. We have Caps. And, you know, Wunder and, and Perks and, and Mickey as well. So we have a lot of good players. <laughs> Mickey, Mickey um, up stage, like, ah, oh, yeah, I think well. When I joined G2, um, I learned a lot about the game from Perks as well. And I think even before that, I was like pretty good at League of Legends. And I think when I joined, and I actually improved. And um, I maybe stopped being as aggressive or as flashy and getting as many kills. But I actually understood, understood how to play the game better and how to lead the team better. So I do think I'm a, I'm a better player now. And if I would be in the same position uh, in 2016 with the experience I have right now, I think, you know, 2016, 17, whatever, the year, uh, I think I could make those teams better than they were. Right. Cool. All right, so Mark's going to go grab an audience member. I've been advised by the production staff, uh, who was advised by the event staff, to let everyone know, you can get your parking validated. Make sure you do that. Marco, grab somebody. Right. Raise your hands if you want to come on the show and ask Yankos a question. Um, but either way, make sure you get your parking validated before you leave. Yankos, day two of Rift Rivals. How, how are you enjoying the event so far? I mean, I think, I think it's fun. I think um, we lost today, so I'm pretty happy about that. You're happy you lost? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's always fun when it's competitive, right? It, it would not be fun if the, we would end up at 9-0. I mean, yeah. I, okay, I was hoping. We would go 9-0 because that's like, wow, Europe is so great, right? But we had some serious games where we lost to Team Liquid. And uh, I think Team Liquid even won two games. And I think Fnatic lost at the end as well. So today, Europe was like 2-3 against NA. So I mean, the view of five may be closed. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, what, what the heck? All right, are you familiar with this man? Hello again, Jankowski. <laughs> Former, <laughs> former EU LCS coach Prolly here. Uh, welcome to the show, Prolly. Thank you for having me, Travis. Do you have, I don't know where Mark went, but do you have a question or topic you want to ask Yankos? Maybe about how to win as a team, because I feel like that would help you. As a North American representative, Cl we're not interested in Microphone to your mouth. Yeah, Cl you need Hello? over here. Yeah, <coughs> that's how that works. As a North American representative, we're not interested in that. Oh, and winning. Okay, good. I'm glad we figured it out. So... Marchin, who is your favorite coach? I think that's the most important <laughs> thing. And by the way, Grabs is still in the room, so be very careful. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know who is Grabs. I, I, just, I just know, you know, a disgrace in G2. <laughs> <laughs> you no, call him the disgrace? Yeah. yeah, I mean, just for fun. But anyway, yeah, I mean, honestly, like looking at all the coaches I had, then I think all of them were like decent. All of them are decent. All right, probably that's your chance to leave. Uh, we're no, going to replace you now. Oh, you right. can say? Okay. Just, uh, There's nothing know. sharp There's up one here, more guy so we'll pull up. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, well, probably, uh, I don't know if you, uh, what are you, are you watching Rift Rivals? No, I'm practicing to get better, my friend. Okay, good. 
You're personally practicing? Yes. Is that what's happening next? team fight tactics. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Now we know. 100 Thieves, they had a good run. For I mean, that's, that's how we won the drivers, though. Oh, really? You, you, you are aware that oh. like, the whole team is just playing team fight tactics. Oh, everyone's playing team fight tactics. This is like when, uh, what was the Albus Knox won uh, a ton by oh, playing, wow. playing World of Warcraft? They're like, we couldn't get any scrims, and now we're in quarterfinals or whatever. That was, that was a great year. Yes, when uh, Yankos made, uh, and these two guys made semifinals. Yeah, was, uh, exactly. Beating up on the, never mind. Hey, they were <laughs> top eight team in the world. But yeah, top eight, yeah, for yes, sure, exactly. dude. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I mean yeah. it just shows that having a good mindset and being relaxed actually helps you as well. And I think yeah. that's what we kind of have in G2, right? We are not stressing out too much, and we are just trying to get better. But, you know, we are also playing other games or doing other stuff, like going out for food or watching a movie in the cinema, you know? Uh, Yankos, do you probably ask you a question? Do you have a question or a topic for a probably? Anything at do, all? Do you follow NA? Do you know what's happening with Hundred Thieves? Oh, I mean, I do know. Um, Thanks, buddy. No, I just, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do watch some of the NA games. I um, I watch Hundred Thieves because of probably yeah, basically I'm curi curious how the team is doing. Um, but I also watch TSM and Cloud9 and Team Liquid because I still believe Team Liquid is the best team in NA. But I mean, I don't know. Uh, I guess. Do you think you can make playoffs? Do you think you can make yes, playoffs? Yes, we're going to make, <laughs> we're gonna like make playoffs, <laughs> Yankos. <laughs> well, there you have it. Uh, well, I mean, let's be fair. 100 teams so we do it. They're on a three-game win streak. I They're know, doing I know. good. Oh, yeah. So I just love this very awkward reunion between Prolly and Yankos. It's fantastic. You Who's your favorite, they favorite coach? They're all decent. <laughs> are you going to make playoffs? Yeah. That's like, that's great. You guys are bringing the fire to the show. Prolly, thank you for the guest appearance, the cameo. Thank I you so much. Everyone, we can get a round of applause for Prolly. <laughs> thank you. Best of luck to 100 Thieves as time goes on. Uh, we'll grab a uh, – oh, here we go. we got a guest coming up here in just a second uh, to ask Yankos or bring up a topic. Hello, what's your name and where are you from? Uh, my name is Robert. I'm from Riverside. Robert from Riverside. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? So uh, I've been a fan of Yankos for a while. Hi. Um, yeah, Yankos. So thanks. I don't know if I'm saying your name right. So I, my question goes back to kind of what uh, Mark was talking about, about how your development as a player. I remember watching you, I think 2015, you were with uh, Rocket, 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 Team Rocket, and I always thought you were pretty good, but you like never made into playoffs. I remember there was this one season where you, you were, you, sorry, sorry, I'm tying <laughs> it back together. Big fan, let's go yeah, back to sure. your worst yeah. moments. I'm tying it back together, okay? So I remember you guys were like one game away, and then you guys went to the gauntlet and lost. But um, that, was, that was when Origin made it. Anyways, so I just, I've seen your progress from Team Rocket the two, then H2K making it to semis, and then um, now with G2, you know, MSI champion. And I just wanted to know kind of what you feel like are the biggest lessons in your career, kind of, because do you think your mechanics have improved, your leadership, your maybe like knowledge, uh, maturity? What do you think has like made you kind of like break through into like, I guess this elite player, if you want to call it that? Well, I don't want to call it that. Elite. Elite. I, I guess my previous teams are not that good, and this team is good enough to carry me, so I'm just winning. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you just said that's not true a minute ago. But, but yeah, um, I think in the past, my mechanics were pretty good for the players back then. I think right now, a lot of the new rookies or the players that are currently good um, have like a really top-tier mechanics, so it's not as simple to win me with mechanics because everyone is like kind of good. Uh, but except for that, yeah, I do think my leadership improved and I do think that my knowledge of the game improved. Also, back in the day, I think I was kind of a tilter where 
I would get really pissed off on my teammates when they would play bad, and now I kind of understand that that should not be the case, and you know, I can actually help my team improve instead of being mad at them because you know being mad at them doesn't help. So I think I improved as a person, and um, I'm pretty happy with my progress right now. I think it's interesting because I remember like when you would play Elise and get red buff and just like siege a turret three v two with range or something like that and just like poke the turret down. Like I was always really impressed with like, yeah, you were a great player at getting first bloods and finding like these gang paths, but also I felt like you were a very objective focused player. Do you think you've actually gotten more objective focus or less objective focus with G two, which I think everyone associates with early game aggression? Well, I think that. It doesn't really matter um, how I play. It's more about what the meta is. And if back in the day in Rockat, I remember, yeah, I would pick Elise and we would have like Jinx and Trash and we would go bot lane and we would like siege turrets at three people. And then if I would hit Cocoon or if we would uh, hit a hook, right, yeah. then we could like kind of one shot someone. And for some reason that was like really OP, but no one really played it. So sure, like back, back then we played this way because we believed it was good. Um, and we would play for those towers, but like right now, uh, let's say, you know, I play around my lanes to make sure that they can actually perform in 1v1, 2v2 scenario, which they are pretty better at. Uh, so I think it just strictly depends on the meta, right? I mean, if, if I can invade and just play with enemy jungler, I will do that. If the meta requires me to camp bot lane, I will do that as well. Very good. Hey, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having Anything me. you want to say before we say goodbye? Uh, I love this show, and shout out to Alienware for hosting this. Hey, thank hey you. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Yankos, uh, here's the last question I'll, I'll ask because we want to rotate a couple other folks on. But uh, do you, what is it like being on G2 right now? Because I imagine it's got to feel like the sky's the limit, right? Like people you're the best about team worlds. in the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Peter just said a second ago, uh, possibly the chance. So, what is it like being on that team? It's nice. <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah, it's, it's for sure nice to be on G2, uh, to be a part of, like, having a good team in the West that can compete against the, you know, the Chinese or Korean teams. Um, I don't really know how far we can go. We will obviously try our best. I don't think about us as being the best in the West or, like, even being the best team in Europe or anything. I just kind of want to focus on, you know, getting better and... If we can make it to Worlds, if we can win Worlds, if we can win Summer Split, that's great. But I mean, I don't really care about that, you know. It's, it's, we want a Messiah, sure. I don't care about that either. I mean, it's, it's in the past, right? And right now we have to focus on the present. We have to, I guess, focus on Revivals because the finals are happening tomorrow. And then after that, we go back to Europe. We practice for Summer Split. Hopefully we win that and then see how it goes uh, during Worlds. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Best of luck. Looking forward to seeing you guys tomorrow and uh, moving on probably to Worlds, so thank you so much. Yeah. Have a good one. Thank you. Woo! All right, so we have uh, two additional guests coming on right now, I believe. Uh, two people who also faced off in an EU versus NA competition. The most epic recently. competition. Mark, do you want to take your spot so they can sit no. next to each other? Because then they'd be next to each other, and then that would really okay, help. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, you guys swap. Yeah, Flowers and Mark. Yeah, yeah, that way, that way we get... Team player Mark you're, Zimmerman. You're, you're going there. Yes, fantastic. This is... Highly coordinated. At some point in time, we need a stagehand. All right. Uh, welcome to the show, Captain Flowers and Dracos. Hello. Uh, Thanks, Travis. Rival casters from two of the best Rap regions in the world. Hold on. Yeah, yes. we're rival raptors. We're yes. actually 
kind of friends as casters. Yes. Did you say rival Raptors? Ra- yes, Raptors. Yes. Yeah. They're all the rage right now. They're doing quite well. Raptors, yes. I. Okay, whatever. Anyway, welcome to the show. Both of you trained by Chris Pratt in yeah. the most recent Jurassic Park. Are you guys good pals outside of your rap, your rap battles? I mean, we see each other about twice a year, so yes. we're not really I'm, I'm friends with all the guys. Strong emotional from bonds. Yeah. Here's what I'd say. Captain Flowers is not one of the boys who plays uh, random video games late at night at the uh, cafe, the Land Cafe at Riot. It so, Land Cafes tilt me because the peripherals are weird. Like, oh, they're not. Yeah, they're not I'm the right sorry. Thing. The peripherals might be weird, but the clearly incompetent group of people playing PUBG needed your help, and you I weren't never there. played That's PUBG in saying. my life. I have never played. PUBG. Neither had I. Mark right. Z was micromanaging three people. I'm gonna tell you right now. I have an achievement that very few people can say that they have. The only battle royale that I ever played was Apex Legends. I played Apex Ooh. Legends enough to get to level 30 something, and I never won a single game. I am spectacularly awful at Battle Royale. I did you a favor by not showing up. Can we get a round of applause for Kevin Flowers never winning a game of Apex Legends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Phenomenally I, bad. I think, I think I do need to, to moderate this a little bit. Um, maybe this is a tough question, um, an unfair question to ask Captain Flowers, but I'm going to ask both of you this question. Why is Captain Flowers, why is NA going to win tomorrow? And Dracos, why is EU going to win tomorrow? i got to do this again. Yeah, he's already had to do it once. You heard yeah, how many arguments yeah, he yeah, had. Yes, yes. <laughs> Well, I'm just, uh, you know, I mean, you, you've got the experience, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll start with Dracos. Uh, EU is better. TL oh. is close, but the rest of NA is kind of doomed right now. I mean, like, what do you want? Do you, I can replay the last two days of games, the random picks that could be called troll picks. I don't know. But I think it's, it's a pretty one-sided tournament. We've been fortunate to have hype games that are at least fun to watch. But right now, NA is trailing behind. Uh, pretty far behind, sadly, especially for, for TL. Captain Flyers, is there any hope? Uh, yeah, you can pick more troll stuff. That would be pretty great. <laughs> okay, great, yes. <laughs> That's yeah, what I want to see. They need to stop trying Let's harder. talk about a closer competition, the EU versus NA rap battle. And wow, you're under some right. weird illusions. What's that? I said you're under some weird illusions. I'm just saying it's probably closer between who won that rap battle than it is who's going to win tomorrow. Okay, I will say this right now about Flowers. One, Flowers Flow killed it. I was trying way too hard to go for the Snoop Dogg 90s. Flowers Flow totally killed it. He had no arguments, though. That's not his fault, though. You can, like, hit TL up for that. He had nothing. He had nothing to say. Your only argument was one that I'm from NA, which is, like, fair, right? Like what The I, Portland like, yeah. Baron was good. The Portlander was, yeah, what can I do about that, right? I'm doomed. I'm also gold, also fair. Suck at League of Legends. But... Your best argument was there's a gap between G2 and the other two Europeans. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what I have to work with. Like, I was trying to – I actually spent a good couple of hours trying to come up with a good rhyme for Buffalo that wasn't Mark Ruffalo so I could put in a line about you guys not being able to beat Fong Vu. But, shit, it just did not work. So that was We're one gonna of the We're going to get sued by Mark Ruffalo the amount of times that, like, quick shot tweets <laughs> out that stupid gif every time they yeah. play. I thought, I thought the burn about Reckless, like – getting the fuck up off the stage that you had. But was no one good, knew it was a reckless burn. No one knew it was a reckless burn. Yeah. The, the problem, there was a thing, because you know how we had the, like, we had the sort of over track on top of the main track where it was yeah, us yeah, saying yeah. stuff in the background, like, oh, shit, or here it comes, or all that yeah, other yeah. stuff. There was one after that where, I, where after I said the get about the chair and get your ass up off the stage, uh, one of the things in the background was don't act recklessly. I felt like that tied it a little bit 
better together. But we didn't get to use that. I feel like, like especially because like half our audience, Europe, are not always going to be non-native English speakers. Sometimes you got to be real explicit. Yeah, it was it was supposed to. It was absolutely a reckless flame. That's what it was written as. And but to, to be fair to you, it's good flame because reckless like cried on that stage for half an hour. That is an ex a long. <laughs> I can't even confirm time. he was crying because I didn't see like when he finally no, looked okay, at his head he up. He could have taken a nap. It started. I think as he crying. fell asleep. It could have ended as a nap. We'll never know. <laughs> I like that the person on the stage who has flamed a European player the most. Uh, this show is Dracos. I, I mean, I cast LEC. It's not like, a, oh, you're not going to be like, wow, all of Europe is great. Like, someone has to be bad in Europe, too, right? Yes. And Breckless is the person? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what your point in was the there. In the context of the rat yeah. battle, Reckless is the, e the easy target. Oh, gotcha. Uh, yeah, gotcha. Plus, the I, target, I exactly. gave him praise in the rat battle, so I feel like I have to, like, balance how, it out. How here. did that rat battle come about? Oh, God. All right. did, did you reach out to Captain Flowers? You're so, like, like, it's literally just a thing where. Twitch chat always spams Rap God when either of us talk really yep, quickly during yep. a team fight. And it sort of just caught on on Reddit and Twitter where people are like, oh man, I'd love to see an actual rap battle between Dracos and Captain Flowers, especially after you guys did your mediocre rap battles of Europe segment a couple of times. People yep. were like, oh, let's see one of these for an international event. And so eventually we were just like, oh, well, let's just do that for Rift Rivals. Because initially it was thought about earlier, like, hey, do we want to try to pitch this for MSI or Rift Rivals or where do we want to put this? It's definitely a meme skit, so it doesn't feel like it matches with something like MSI. Rift Rivals felt like the perfect time the, to do it. The worst part, too, was I we was originally pitched for MSI, right, and we decided not to do it, but part of the reason was because we were doing the second one of the European one on such a tight timeline, and then through, like, the absolute mess that was organizing this one, because let me tell you folks, it was rough Bless up to Flowers for getting done as much as he could. We had like two days to write the dang thing. We literally we're got like, the beat two we're days like, We're like, we need more time, so we're going to wait for Rift Rivals. And then like by the time it comes around, the pitch gets approved so late that we have two days to write the whole damn thing. Yeah. So. It was, uh, there were some question mark pings. But shooting it, it was crazy to me because it looks so good. Like the 90s aesthetic with the... Like we had the an actual VHS camera with us at every yeah, step of the way. We had uh, the, the aesthetic. We had, well, you don't understand. We hired edgy Berlin hipsters. They know how to do it. They're just like, they own a 90s VHS well, camera. Well, just like the getup plus like, yeah, the look and like the locations and all that. Like it was so good. It came out looking, I was super happy with how it looked at the end of the day. Like even though it didn't get approved as quickly as Dracos or I would have liked to, and we did have to scramble pretty hard at the end to get everything working in together, the final product looked really good. And honestly, I was really happy that people on YouTube and Reddit and Twitter and everywhere else were so happy with how it looked because I thought it came out looking really good. Yeah. I'm really sad, though, because uh, you got a real Adidas tracksuit, and they, like, gave me, like, the budget Uniqlo slash H&M one. <laughs> and so I, like, finally get a look at the whole video, and I'm like, this is where we cut the budget? Well, hey, th the thing was, too, you also had Vettius just, like, with the with the the, the, the boombox. Do you want to hear the, the literal greatest part about that shoot? Yeah. Yeah, hit me what? With it. So we're walking from point A to B for the entire thing, right? We're shooting and he it, dropped and, the boombox. No, he didn't drop the boombox. One, it weighs a ton. Luckily he's been going to the gym. But as we're approaching Good the end, him. this lady walks up to us. She speaks German very quickly. My German is very poor. I have no idea what's going on. The guy's like, Yeah, she wants to take a picture with you here. We're like, that's weird. Why did she leave then? He's like, he's gonna meet us by the starting spot. We go to a photo shoot. Next to our start, this woman has invited us to a photo shoot for a German fashion magazine. I get kicked off in one photo, and Andrew Vettius Day shoots with two models for like 30 minutes. And he's a, <laughs> he's a goddamn natural. What a he chad. Looks, he's the best looking model on the set. Oh These women are visibly pissed because Vettius is so good at this. This is Round of applause bizarre. for Vettius the Chad model, please. Thank you very much. That's, That's my boy. It's weird, like, how uh, 
people in Berlin, like the second you have a camera, get a lot friendlier. They're like, oh, what are you doing? This is cool. Whereas normally they're like, I swear to God, if you look at me, I will tell you to. Hey, right one, on. one so question. I, oh, sorry, Cat oh, Flowers, you can finish. I was going to say, on the same lines as him, we had a, the coolest experience we had shooting the North American version was we went up to get the shots where I was overlooking the city of L.A. and like we had the Hollywood sign in the background. And the one where all the people are around me jumping and cheering, those aren't people that we recruited for that. That was a group of people who had made a trip out to California to like sightsee and do things like that. We were originally waiting for everyone to disappear at the end of the day because like sun was going down. Nobody had left, and so we were just like, all right, we'll do it live. We start recording, and a couple of these people are like, hell yeah, and they give me like some, some, so they cheer me on. I cheer back at them. I'm like, hell yeah, dude, and they all just immediately get so excited for this whole thing. They pretty much just start a mosh pit, and they're all fist pumping and having a great time, and these 20, 25 people that I had never met in my life that we just happened to bump into became this awesome hype crowd for the whole thing, and that was just the coolest part of it. Hey, I, I, well, the last thing I want to talk about, and, I, I, and it's actually somewhat relevant also to our final guest, who we have just a couple minutes for, Avali. Uh, but I think the thing that impresses me most about that, mu that content is I, as much of a goof as I am sometimes on, on content, I, I get so intimidated in, at the idea of doing anything that is potentially cringy or shameless or whatever. <laughs> you guys, like, hard commit on this content. Yo, yeah. I'm going to be completely honest. Like, so... I don't know. I don't know how underground your rap story is, Flowers. But like, I never wanted to do this. But God bless Vedius. He like hard shoved me into doing it, and then it worked, right? And when you're like, people are like, "Oh wow, we really love this thing." That I definitely thought was gonna be super cringy, especially for like the first rap battle episode. I was like, "All right, I guess we'll do it again." And then Flowers was like, "Let's throw down." And I was like, "All right, I guess we'll do it a third time." And like, here we are. So I, it's that, not me. It's that's other so, people with more that's confidence. That's so crazy to me because the league audience is. Uh, I mean, I love you, league audience. Please like this Hyper video. Hyper yeah, yeah. out there in Twitch chat right now. They're not posting hahas. They they <laughs> will not like. It is either we really like this or like, oh, this is terrible. Uh, why could they do this? And, and you guys just go for it. For what it's worth, you were talking about doing cringy stuff, especially in public. Uh, one of my other favorite memories was shooting the car wash scene as I was hanging out on the car, you know, shooting some shots on that, spraying the car wash hose everywhere for that one shot. A lady drove by in a minivan, double honked real loud, flipped me off, and then drove away really fast. Yeah, well that's Los so Angeles for you. Uh, yeah, slash League of Legends. I was like, all right. I just want to compare lady. these two stories. So we have in Berlin, Vedius getting invited to be part of a shoot with models because he's got the boombox. You getting flipped off and honked at by a woman driving by. In a minivan. In a minivan. It's not like she was rocking yeah. a Lambo or something. She yeah. wasn't too cool for school. She was just... A jerk. I really like L.A., but uh, this might be a win for Berlin. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to give you guys having the better interaction with the locals there. Yeah. There were a bunch of really drunk old men uh, in the middle of the day on a Sunday. <laughs> as you okay. That's in Europe. Like the Berlin I, and I, they I, wanted to steal my chains, uh, and I gave them to them, and I got to hang out with <laughs> what? Uh, But they were, like, trashed, and they were just hanging out. You can see in their one scene in the video, nicest people I've ever met spoke not a lick of English. We're just like... Do you want a beer? Do you want another beer? I have not taken a beer yet. They just keep handing me I think unopened the, bottles of beer. The lesson here is next time you guys do this, there needs to be a behind-the-scenes documentary for this music video that gets released. I we, think we did record some behind-the-scenes stuff for NA. I don't know if we'll ever release any of it or what the plans are for that. But one thing I will tell you, Travis, they let me keep the chains, oh. the hat, the shoes, and the tracksuit. So at some time in the future, we're definitely finding a repurposing for that. Yeah, Fantastic. it's called uh, Casting NA. <laughs> One yeah. of these days, you just show casually up in, in that outfit. 
Yeah. I'm sure our wardrobe coordinators would have no problem with that whatsoever. They're hey, great. I'm sure they'll they'll embrace it. Hey, thank you guys so much for coming <laughs> on the show. Congratulations on the rap battle. That was uh, all right. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Thank, thank you very you. much, crowd. Y'all are the best. Yes, thank you guys. Up. Okay, we got our final guest to close out the show. Oh, I, I I made sure we had less than three minutes for her segment because I don't want to. Oval team. I don't want to uh, have her on for too long. Yeah, yeah sit, don't, sit don't there. be on the Y. All right, Ovely. Right, sure. I feel so loved. Ovely, welcome to the show. Thank you. Can you give an applause for Ovely? Yeah. Ovely, uh, look, during MSI, you released something called the Team Liquid Update. I did, sponsored and, by Alienware. And uh, people did not, yes, thank you for that plug that, you know, that I can charge them for that. Um, but uh, you, you hard committed to this. I was just talking to Dracoson and uh, Flowers about this. You hard committed to that at a time when so few people believed in Team Liquid. And Team Liquid did uh, phenomenal up until they didn't. And uh, I was just curious, what do you have for us? Everybody else on this panel this evening has been really down on North America for tomorrow. You're the person who just always believes, at least publicly, when you're getting paid. Uh, do you have anything for us for tomorrow? We're fucked. Okay, well, that's... Uh, no, 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 no. I believe. Okay. I believe. No, you don't. I try to believe in North America, all right? All right, how, how do we win? If it, what, what are you putting your belief in? Like, TL2Os versus who and who, and then who picks up the third win? Like, how do we actually... Where, where do the three wins come from? I think plot twist. Team Liquid doesn't win tomorrow. Cloud9 picks up two wins. And then TSM comes in with the third one. Jesus, Whoa. you went to Bizarro World there. I did, but yeah. you know what? MSI was also Bizarro. Is no one thought that TL was going to go to finals. Is Sneaky I playing did. tomorrow? I don't know. Yeah. Poor guy's sick. Well, you're, you're saying that even without it. Even uh, without him. Blabber 80 carrying. Our production team is losing it right now, apparently, <laughs> the, all the transitions. Uh, all right, so Bizarro World's going to happen tomorrow. I want to see fun comps against fun against fun comps because, like, sure, the TSM Fanatic game, cool, they both tried, but I want to see like game one G two comp against something of a similar level. I want an all Yordle comp. I've been no. asking every single EU team. For I say, increased please give me all chance? Yordles. Is that what we're going for? Uh, TFT joke. Uh, team comp. I was I was talking to Zale in, in the cast room about this, but he. He is already so played out on TFT jokes about team comps. Oh, I should take him to another glacial. Oh, I, did, I missed the assassin bonus. I'm with him a little bit. It's played out. Mark, we want to finish this uh, on a positive Sorry. note. Uh, I love that joke. That was a great joke. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I can hear it in your voice. I've been pushing that since I started at Riot, and still no one I'm will take it. I'm not saying you weren't the first. I'm just saying now that TFT has come out. Great. Avli, any words of inspiration in our final moment here for the North American teams competing tomorrow? I think that LCS's chances at Rift Rivals, similar to, are you familiar with the story of Peter Pan and his... Peter Pang? I'm familiar with his story. <laughs> Why was there a woe from the audience? That was, not, that was just a joke. I like the woe. Okay, okay, let's, let's talk about the story of Peter Pang and his little fairy, Travis Gafford. What? You're the little fairy with the little magic pixie dust. Tinker Gaff. Tinker Gaff. I like that. Tinker Gaff. So the secret about Tinker Gaff is that uh, he only hey, comes Ollie, around I and spreads his N.A. chances. It's been two if hours. If N.A. fans.
fans and people believe. All right, so well, if all of the LCS and all of the NA fans believe in Tanker Gaff, then maybe, just maybe, NA can take a game tomorrow. Mark, do you have any shout-outs? Mark, do you have any no. shout-outs, plugs, anything? What's going on? No, no. I'll be watching from home tomorrow in my PJs. Fantastic. Thank you. That's the hype we need at the end of the show. <laughs> hey, Avali, thank you for being on. Thanks, everyone else, for being on. Thank you for this audience. You guys Woo! were amazing. Thank you so much. And, uh, hey, the, the biggest thank you to Alienware and Intel for making this all happen. Uh, hey, miracles do happen, and maybe North America will take the win. We have uh, beat IG. Why can't we beat fucking Europe? <laughs> and that's, uh, that's how we'll end the show. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for watching. This has been Hotline League Live in Los Angeles for Rift Rivals. Bye-bye.